Blog Talk Radio. You know I like my chicken fry. Cold beer on a Friday night. A pair of jeans to fit just. You know I like my chicken fry. What's up, kid? <laughs> What's going on? I have no idea. I think we both created shows at the same time, and yeah, I didn't realize it. I don't know. What's up? All the fuckery that goes on in this show. <laughs> it's been a while. It's, it's been some fuck. Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, it's fuckery. Um, yeah. So, how the fuck are you? How you feeling? Um, I don't know. Um, I weird. To be honest with you, it's um, you know, there's one thing to be stuck at home because you had shoulder surgery and you couldn't do anything anyway. It's another to be at home and you can't go anywhere because you're told to be home. Um, and I'm in the told to be home stage. So, yeah, kind of weird. But no, other than that, like, um, I'm very close to being back to normal. I think. I don't know. I don't know. Is that a Something good thing like, or a bad you know, thing? You know, the funny thing is, is um, the the funniest thing is, it's like you can just sit there and do. There's so much. Like, there's so little you can do that says like, oh, now you're, you know, COVID free. That um, that's the point I'm at. I just don't know. Yeah, when my mom had it, uh, they said to wait the two weeks. And I was like, oh, well, did I get it retested? And they're like, no, don't don't get it retested. I'm like, well, why not? <laughs> and they're like, oh, Because well, you could still you know, carry you, it. Right. They're like, uh, it probably won't do you good to, uh, to get it retested. I'm like, okay. So when is she going to be okay for us to see? Well, you might want to hold off. I'm like, till when? So... You know, I, she got it right before Thanksgiving, and mm. we weren't able to physically see her until probably, like, Christmas Eve. Like, she got cleared on, like, the 23rd. Yeah. It's just weird. Like, I... It's funny. Like, I had... Like, I got to just deal with, like, you know, it's like the whole going back to work thing. And, like, being around people and, and, you know, not just, like, the passengers and whatnot, but, like, the, you know, people I work with. And it's like, what do you do then? It's like, how long really, you know, and the thing is, it's like, how long do you have you had it? I don't know. But no, enough COVID talk. I'm, I'm, we've been doing it for a year now. I'm kind of fucking sick of it. It just sucks I finally got it. Literally. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> like, I, you know, I, I knew going back to work, I was getting it. You know. So, where do we want to start tonight there, pal? Oh, what? You know, I've been itching and chomping at the bit to talk about the quarterback carousel in the NFL. Sure. Yeah, it's been a while. You know, 
Um, as much as I told I've you always said, I told you wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> what was the number up to twenty four? I don't know. Is, is that what point, it is? I don't even. I don't. I'll be honest with you. I don't even at this point. I don't even care anymore. I, it was always something off with that dude. Um, yeah, to me, it's just weird. Like, it's such a shitty situation that he's put himself in. And, you know, I think it, it, it's it's not even like one of those things where, like, you know, how the fuck does everybody know that he's a fucking sexual deviant? It's amazing. Um, You look at uh, what he had his lawyer come out with uh, 18 masseuses that said they they, they had no problem with them. But that's 40 people that that you let massage His lawyer is the same guy who was defending Clemens. Like every time I heard this guy's name, I go, who the fuck is, I know this name. And then I just like, you know, because I've had nothing to do the last fucking week because I've been fucking quarantined. Um, I go, fucking Rusty. God damn, that guy's like, what is he like? The fucking celebrity lawyer of Houston? Well, what, he uh, represented Clemens, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's it. That, that should tell you right fucking there and then he's not like... He takes fucking losing causes. He ain't doing anything good for Clemens. My question is, how does this affect Watson going forward? You know, are these allegations true? Listen, you know, one, you know, you kind of say, hey, you know, it can go either way. You know, two, you you start laying down a pattern. And 24 equals, hey, what the fuck is actually going on? You know, 24 people Here's cannot be lying. The difference is, so like, here, this is the way I kind of think about this. And, and, and I may be wrong, and, and you may tell me I'm wrong, and I, that's fine. Does he have the built-up cachet with everybody that Tiger Woods had? No. And the difference was is that Tiger Woods, you weren't getting any, oh, you were getting, hey, Tiger, you know, was putting in my, putting on my green on his off day. Difference. Tigers were consensual. Right? Like, you didn't hear anybody say, like, oh, Tiger, you know, was putting around when he, you know, and I said no. Right? Like, even now, when it's like, it would be really easy to, to bang on Tiger Woods and be like, look, you know, hey, back in the day, you know, Tiger was, you know, when Tiger was fucking around, hey, he was doing it without consent. That's not the case in this point. I... But see... Uh, I, I got to me, this is to me this is no different yeah. than Mike Tyson back in Indianapolis because of the fact of 
I understand as a female that is going to do a massage, this isn't weird because our friends are like a masseuses. Mm-hmm. Right? And, like, and it's not super weird to go travel and whatever and be paid for it. The difference is, is professional athletes usually have to do that shit with the team. And, you know, to me, these weren't even, like, certified masseuses for the most part, right? I don't think so. Like, he was just looking to get some. <clears throat> and if you're one of these girls who are masseuses, but you're not, you know, like, if where there's a license involved. You know, it's kind of like, hmm, did he, what he did wrong? No, but there's what's the difference between him and Antonio Brown? There is none. Except for the fact that Antonio Brown only did it with, like, a very small handful. Okay. You know, maybe I'll send my piece. You know, you know, maybe like you know, like I get the whole Me Too movement. You know, I, I'm totally supportive in you know rooting out all. I'm not, but go ahead. No, I'm not. Listen, I'm, it's, totally, it's, I'm totally all for. Listen, hey, if something, if you say something, we should look into it. Not that it's credible, but we definitely should look into it, and we should ignore people, you know, for shit like that. Mm. Uh, but. But, you know, there's, like, consequences on, on this type of stuff. Um, listen, it, it, a lot of times you know what you're going there for. You know, were these, like, escort-type masseuses? Yeah. Then you know what you're going the for. The Instagram models? Right. You know, you, you kind of hit it on the head where who was certified, who wasn't. Because if you're really not certified, but yet you're going to give a massage to a star athlete, you know, what what do you expect is going to happen there? Because a lot of people have groupie-itis, and they want to be the person that, you know, if, you know, if, I, if I have sex with this guy, it's going to be so amazing. He's going to love me, and he's going to stay with me forever, and I'll get, and I'll get bank. You know, a lot of people think that way, and... Well, my problem with the whole yeah. thing is is that he was breaking COVID protocol in training camp last year to do this. This is where the team becomes uh, liable. Right. Now, okay, so when these first start coming out, you know, was this Houston letting this shit out? Because of the no, word. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it was either because you're damaging your uh, asset. Because if you were looking to trade him or if he, you know, was hell-bent on not playing for Houston any, anymore going forward, you know, you kind of shot yourself in the foot. Because even with all these allegations, who's going to make that trade right now? The Raiders. <laughs> but but you're not going to maximize Jerry 
No, but not Jerry. Well, he had a quarterback. In, 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 you know, in Raider War. And I agree with that call. Fucking. I do agree with your stuff there, by the way. <laughs> I, I, again, I don't think he's that good. And, and, and look, and I'm not saying that. I, I just don't think he's. Fuck, I've been saying that for months now. <laughs> don't tell me how important he is. You sucked last year. As a team. Never mind. I fuck. I don't know. But he's gonna, he's gonna make bank. He's gonna make bank. Do that for him for making bank. Look, I have no problem with anybody yeah. getting paid. Don't tell me how fucking good he is. Hey, Aaron Judge with a stat padding home run. What about the shot by Stanton the other night? Dude, seriously, Great, I, I know he strikes out a ton. And Way too much. You know, oh, no, we'll talk about baseball, Angel. I, I can officially talk about baseball. We will talk about baseball. It's that time of year I'm where just saying, talk about baseball. You know, when he gets a hold of it, he just absolutely annihilates baseballs. The only thing is he's, he doesn't have the consistency because I think his approach sucks. Yeah. But when he does connect, it's a sight to see. So getting back to football. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got Tyrod Taylor as a backup quarterback now. He's always been he's always been a backup quarterback. He's never been a starter in my eyes. All right. Uh, what you got? Andy Dalton to Chicago. Jesus Christ. And Matt Nagy's calling plays again. Good for him. They're gonna suck. You know. Okay, so I'm not totally against the Andy Dalton in Chicago. You know, honestly, what was out there, you know, Chicago should have probably swung for Sam Darnold. You know, they're a team that should have, you know, jumped on him. Um, honestly, see, see, they should have brought back Mitch. I can't see that. But Mitch is uh, kind of damaged goods. I, I would have brought back Mitch and I would have gotten rid of Fucking Matt Nagy. Because I think Matt Nagy's the fucking problem now. I don't think the problem is Mitch. Well, it's Nagy and Pace. I never thought the problem was Mitch. Yeah, I think they did lose I a, think the problem is an Matt opportunity Nagy. to move off of Nagy. Yes. You know, it's funny. You're coming from the Andy Reid tree, right? You're supposed to have, like, all this imagination. Again, this is why I don't. This is why I said what I said about the enemy weeks ago. Don't tell me how great they are when they come off that Andy Reid tree, mm-hmm. because they don't coach under Andy Reid. Yeah, he never. You know, you look at Frank Wright. You look at uh, Peterson. They weren't the OCs. They're, they're already OC no. in title, but not even in title most of the time. Like, uh, the enemy for years was just, what, the quarterback coach. Even yeah. after uh, Reich and Peterson left, he was still the quarterback coach or offensive assistant mm-hmm. coach, you know, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't until recently that he got promoted to offensive coordinator in title. 
because Andy Reid still calls the plays during the game. Yeah, and Andy still has the fucking Waffle House menu in front of his face. Until Andy Reid's not calling the plays, don't tell me anybody how any of those guys are any good. Wow, that was nice. You know, not to get off you know subject, but I really want to go to Waffle House. I've never been. I am so totally. Oh, you're not missing out. You are not missing and out. Hammer, By the way, I'm going. Oh, we Brad got another call here. Just scored one of the. Brad Marshan just scored one of the prettiest fucking shorthanded goals I've ever seen. Okay. Hold on. George, is that you? Yeah, hey, uh, Lou. Hey, Lou. Hey, your favorite douche bag is back. <laughs> yeah. How are you, pal? Yeah. All right. I'm there now that Darnold is gone. Oh, thank goodness. All right. Uh, it wasn't All right. on Darnold. All right. It here was not Thanks, Lou. Lou, we've been waiting crap. for you to call in. Can I, I – I will say this about Sam Darnold and the New York Jets. Okay. What have they ever put around him? And this is the same for Eli, the end of Eli Manning with the Giants, too, which I'm going right. to give Eli credit for. Eli never complained about the dog shit True. that was around him. <laughs> right? Sam right. Darnold never complained about the dog shit that was around him. And and in, and in seriousness, the Jets have put dog shit around this guy. That's true. Dog shit would be an improvement over what they actually had. <laughs> Please tell me how you can fucking hate on this guy. I don't understand Jets fan hate on this. Oh, look, he didn't do he's, much for us, though. But what well, did he have to, his fault that he didn't What do. did he have around him? And when he did get weapons, they they let him go, like Robbie Anderson, who he developed chemistry with. Who he listen? Was it Robbie Anderson that that was a great receiver? Or was Darnold actually throwing him good balls? Because everybody looks at Robbie Anderson, you don't see a number one receiver, right? No. No, but, you don't. You, know, you can, you can definitely say that. Hey, you know what? Sam Darnold earned him that contract. Yeah. And you know what? Oh, he, absolutely. For, for as shitty as his team has been around him, he still has more touchdowns and interceptions. You know, he yeah. had forty-five and thirty-nine. You know, look at all the bad luck that he. Well, first off, he had probably the worst coach in history. This side of Ray Hanley and Rich Kotite. You can't tell me Gates did anything, anything for this guy. And then that last year, um, what's-his-face, uh, didn't give him any any offensive weapons. You know, Mims was okay pickup, you know, in the draft. Perryman was okay. Crowder has been his only offensive weapon. And, and, Le'Veon and you Bell really think Le'Veon Bell's a guy the coach didn't want, and the coach was right on that one. Like, yeah, you know, Gase is, Gase is drizzling shits, but 
you know, I look sh- at it shame this on the way. Johnsons because the Johnsons let McCagnin, you know, spend the money and do the draft, and then they fire him after the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, right? If you're gonna, it, if you want to get on the same page, then you should have fired McCagnin, and then whether it was Gates or whoever was the next coach and uh, GM should have been brought in together. So that way that you can have a vision and, and something cohesive going forward. But that didn't happen here. Yeah. They, they let McCagnin do all, you know, they let him hire a coach. They let him spend the money in free agency when they had over $100 million in cap space. They let him do the draft. And then they fired him. Smart. Very smart. You know, and here's the other thing with the Jets. Right, but this is the problem with the Jets. Just because you're in New York does not mean that you are the franchise people want to go to. It's like the New York, no. it's like the New Jersey Devils. Just because you're in the New York ah. area, or you're the New York Icelanders, it's still not laying on Broadway. Yep, far from it. It's just like the Mets. You know, who the fuck wants to play for the Mets? Lindor. Nobody. That's the only place he's going to get paid. Yeah, I'm really curious about this shortstop market coming up. Because Lindor was able to score three, three, almost three and a half. (coughs) That money is not out there for these other other shortstops. No. You know, I don't see... Corey Seager and Correa uh, getting this money. But anyway, I didn't mean to go on, on to baseball. But getting back to football, you know, Louie, I can't understand how, like, the Jets did nothing, nothing for Sam Darnold. Nothing. They didn't, they didn't work on, on the offensive line. They never got a good running back. They, you know, had a decent – and I'm being generous, a decent wide receiving core. Yeah. And and their tight end is you talk about drizzling shits with Adam Gates. Chris Herndon has a drizzling shits. So I mean, look, what offensively have, have they put around them? Since Gronk left New England, they've had, the worse, they've had a worse they've had a worse tight end core than the Patriots have had. Not anymore. No, well, not more. I mean, Jesus Christ. Just New England finally going, oh, okay, we're going to we're gonna do something here. Well, they, they didn't like that losing season at, at all, did they? It didn't sit well. Nope. Yeah. No, it I'm not surprised, though. I mean, without Brady, New England's nothing. No. You know what? I don't no. agree with that. No, because oh, you yeah, know what, but, New, hey, look, New England without Brady had the ability. Look, if New England was nothing, guys wouldn't have been fucking lining up the Brinks truck to fucking go there. Well, Brady guys well, had options. Tom Brady. And they know that Tom Brady's not there. And they still, I mean, fuck. People were like, oh, I'll sign here. I want to play here. I mean, I, I, I can't. 
I can't agree with that because there's guys who want to sit there and go, fuck it, let me up. Thanks, Sam. You know, last year for New England was exactly what I thought it was going to be. So did I. But not in the same way, Louie. That's the sad part. You thought they were going to suck because they didn't have Tom Brady. I thought they were going to – I thought last year could have been a year where they could have possibly done something if everything broke in their favor. And yeah, but you know if was going to go in their favor without him? <clears throat> they, no, they weren't never that be far off. Like, they could have won a couple of those no, games, I mean, and they could have backed into the they, playoffs. So I mean, even without you Tom look Brady, at that. I mean, you look at the game you know, that they had to play against. Can- yeah, you look at that game against Kansas City that they played, where luckily, great, they got Kansas City early in the year. You know, when you can when you can get those teams. But to me, I, I wasn't like, oh my God, this is terrible. I knew last year was going to be it, especially after everybody opted out for COVID. Yeah, and you tell me a team that can lose that many players on the defense and that many big members of the defense and still be in contention that way because they were close. And don't forget losing your star quarterback and losing your star receiver. You know they lost, they had heavy hits on offense as well. Yeah, you know that team. You know, I mean, you know they. Had, you lose jewels early in the year. You know, uh, it just shows that they don't draft well. Obviously, but, that, but it's really, but it's hard to draft well and get studs when you never draft you in the top fucking fifteen. Yeah, when you're picking thirty second every year. I mean, who the. I mean, you look at the teams that are really good. They've had shitty years where they've picked high. You look at Pittsburgh. I mean, there's the. I mean, some of these teams are picked top ten, and they still fucking can't figure the shit out. New England, yeah. on the other hand, <laughs> has picked relatively late every fucking year for the last decade, and haven't and they have the money. But they also haven't they had the pick- money to stay in the first round. Right. You know, and that's the thing that I think people really need to, to start to understand. New England has not been able to draft highly or, you know, been able to do stuff in the first round. You know, stay in the first round because they can't afford to stay in the first round because – you're paying, you know, you're paying Tom Brady, you're paying the line, you're paying the defense. I mean, you're paying everywhere. I mean, you look at, you know, they did set the market on Gil, on uh, Gilly Lock. How'd that work out for them? Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Okay, no, but listen, yeah, I'll tell you I right mean, now. You know what? Darnold, I think, in Carolina <laughs> with Joe Brady. Hmm. 
Watch what happens there. You yeah. know, I can I can see good things happening there. He has weapons. He has McCafferty. He has DJ Moore. He has Robbie Anderson. He has a competent mm-hmm. offensive coach who they the Jets should have hired Matt Rule instead of Adam Gase. They had Rule in the building and they let him go. Yeah. So we'll see what yeah, happens and, now. And they like have I know comp- people. competent coaches and competent talent around him. And as you say, George, it's never going to be yeah. like a USC where you, you get the best money, uh, talent money can buy. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I watch that. Yeah, you watch what happens in Car- Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I, I them and, and and every everybody I know that knows Matt Rule speaks really highly of him. You know, and he's a coach's coach. I mean, you know, you got to see that when he was a Baylor. I mean. That Baylor football team was a chiseling shit. Yep. And then look what he did with Teddy Bridgewater last. And Teddy Bridgewater was not the type of quarterback he wanted. (laughs) You know, Teddy was a dink and dunker. He wants to push the ball down the field. And Teddy, you know, God bless him, he still had, what, 25 touchdowns or whatever it was, low interceptions. They missed games. And and with, with didn't have McCaffrey, McCaffrey the whole not year. Playing. Right. Yeah. So, you know, if if you're the Jets, is is your worst nightmare Zach Wilson being a dud and Sam Darnold becoming a pro bowler? Mm. I think so. Oh, I think so. You know, I think is you know is a good move to get to get um, Zach. Oh, I don't think so. Going to the Jets. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's a good move. Is the question, and the answer is no. No, I would have kept Arnold, traded down, and got like a massive haul. And you know, you could have went with offense. Let's say if you if you drafted down to five or six, you get Kyle Pitts and all the extra picks. And then you build a competent offense around uh, uh, LaFleur, you know, from San Francisco who came over with Salah. Because everybody says, hey, that's the type of offense that Sam Darnold would be great. He'd be great in San Francisco. Well, guess what? You got the San Francisco's OC now on your team. <coughs> and yeah. now it's like, okay, well, we're going to trade him now. So you got him in the system that you want him in. They say he's going to be great in. And then you let him go. The only way this makes sense is just because mm-hmm. you're going to get Zach Wilson on a, on a rookie contract. That's it. And, and Sam was right. going to be going, you know, you had to pick up his fifth, his, his fifth year. You got to pay him $18 million. Well, you got a quarterback on a rookie deal. Yeah. And my question to the Jets now is, are you going to start Zach Wilson right away, or will you be getting another quarterback to be the placeholder? Yes. See, the problem with drafting him as high as the Jets are going to be drafting him is the fact that you have to play him from day one. But do you really have to? And 
Yeah, I think so. I, I think if you look, I think you have to, and I and I because I, I don't think the comp. I think there's so much incompetency in the in the whole entire organization that it does not matter if Soleil says, "Hey, I, I you know maybe we should hold off on playing him." What he's going to go? No, we got to play him because I'm pay, you know because this is what the fans are going to want. This is the problem with the Jets. <laughs> they chase the back page more than they chase, you know, the top of the division. Right. You know, Mel Kuyper and Adam Schefter and all these other guys all said the same thing when they talked about the draft. They all said that if Sam Darnold was in this draft, he'd be a second overall taken. Yep. Kuiper. So if he's, well, listen, this, these are the so-called experts, right? And every single one of them has so-called said the same right. thing. You know, they I all feel said like the I've same thing. I feel like I've been saying this for months now. Um, if you, uh, and that was basically what I was saying too, Ainge, it was, if you are going to make this move, you have to compare Sam to who's available. Right? right. I, I feel like I've heard this before, and it's from me. Right? Like, you are going to have to compare Sam to whoever. And now where would you draft Sam? To me, I, that's why I was, I was kind of on the fence with this whole thing. But I don't know. Well, listen, you know, I honestly think that they they actually scored a good haul from Carolina. I know it was a sixth round this year, but they also got got a second and a fourth for next year. You know, you were never going to get the number one pick that you're looking for. You know, you were never going to get that. But you scored a two, a four, and a six. Mm-hmm. That's a good. That's a good haul. It's basically what what uh, this guy did last year with uh, Jamal Adams. He got two number one picks from Seattle when he had no leverage. Well, he had that's no leverage to get this one. But, but that's the difference. Yeah, like Seattle. Seattle was so low yeah, now that he had the leverage. You know. Like you the had hall bigger. So the hall would have been bigger if he traded number two pick, of course. But given what was out there, this is a great trade in terms of what you got back. <clears throat> now, mm-hmm. of course, you know draft picks are like what lottery picks because you don't know what you're going to get until you actually make the pick and you get the people in the building. Yeah. Uh, but. <clears throat> Yeah, you know, it's a good haul. It's not a great haul, but it's, it's a very good haul considering where they, they stood. Now, I'm taking a look at the two, 2018 draft, and you tell me if this person would have had success in the Jets system. Baker mm-hmm. Mayfield, number one overall. No. Josh Allen. No. We all know Josh Rosen's basically out of the league, so I'm not even going to go there. 
Yeah. Who's the other top quarterback in this draft? Oh, oh wait, but you're going to draft him second overall this year. Slavin? You're going to draft him second think, overall this year. <coughs> Do you think oh, Jamal, I mean, Lamar yeah. Jackson, Lamar Jackson would have been successful oh, in New Lamar, York? No, no, no. I was talking Josh Rosen. You drafted Josh Rosen second say. overall. Arizona, 10th. Yeah, but you're, but I'm, what I'm saying is I think Zach Wilson is very much like Josh Rosen. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, yes. I see that. Now, very they're comparing him so. right now as the second coming of, uh, why am I drawing a blank? Patrick Mahomes. They said he had the same attributes, he throws the same way. And I'm like, are you serious? My question to you is, if Patrick Mahomes is drafted by the Jets, is he as great no. as he is? No. I don't think it's close. So, no, to, get, to get to the point that to, to get to the point that we just talked about, if Patrick Mahomes wouldn't have stood a chance with what the Jets did to Sam Darnold, how can we be blaming Sam Darnold for anything? I, poor guy to me. He got Look, I have a problem with Sam Darnold royally. going to. No, I have a problem with Sam Darnold going out and getting himself fucking mono. That was a big mistake right uh-huh. there. What a dick. Well, how, how many guys actually go out there and say, "Hey, do you have mono? Let me let me kiss you." <laughs> Come on, yeah, it, you know I'm surprised. I'm surprised a lot, a lot of NFL players don't get this disease with all the shit that they do. Yeah. And then he sees ghosts. That, but hold on, was that really because of him or because he was shell-shocked because he had no talent and he was getting his ass handed to him? Yes, and for the mono, too. The mono and delusional. But this was the same fucking guy who just a week before destroyed the fucking cowgirls. He was playing at that that point. He was playing the, one of the best defenses at that point. Right, then the England defense in the first eight weeks of that season were fucking feasting on shit quarterbacks. They were feasting on shit quarterbacks. And they were just coming off of what? They played the Thursday night game against the Giants. Yeah. So they were coming off of nine days off, and they got to sit at home and watch the fucking Jets beat the Cowboys. No, so I don't blame Sam for that. Oh. But the Cowboys were still better than... Uh, you know, most teams and Patriots have played at that point, uh, and the Jets and the Jets fucking waxed them. You know, it's funny. I remember driving also, home from fucking like, Boston that weekend. I was listening to that game. I was like, "Holy shit!" You know, I I, I listened to a couple of people, and you know, they've always said the Jets. Oh, I'm sorry, the Giants made a huge mistake by drafting Saquon Barkley. And, you know, you can say yes or no, whatever it is. I 
I love Saquon. But once again, it's a running back, and running backs have short lives, and running backs you get when you're ready to compete. But, you know, it's funny, like, where would the Giants be if they drafted Sam Darnold at number two? Do you think we're talking about a different quarterback at this point? Because yes. at least with Gettleman. No, because the Giants think, haven't gotten him a weapon either. Well, you know, Gettleman has vowed, has and you see it. Like, he's trying – listen, did everything work out with the line? No, not yet, but you see he's investing in the line. You see he's investing right. in mm-hmm. playmakers. So he's trying to get Daniel Jones all the weapons that he could. You know, you don't see this urgency from the Jets when, when with Sam Darnold. We'll let Robbie Anderson right. go, and let's yeah. get this Broussard Perriman guy. You know, we don't need two tight ends. You know, because, look, the Giants got Kyle Rudolph. Very good. He's not the upper yeah. class of tight ends, but very serviceable. Great down Not anymore. Listen, I, I, I think he's more reliable than Engram. Well, as long as he catches and the fucking ball, this allows, more reliable than Ingram. Right, this allows Ingram to play out, you know, play out a little bit more. So yeah, it creates more mismatches. To me, this is what the Giants are doing is kind of what New England had when they had Gronk and, and Aaron Hernandez. Now you could yeah, say right. you can actually make Ingram the player that you kind of thought he was when you drafted him. Prove it year for him, too. Oh, it's big time. The Giants have been – but see, here's the thing. This is exactly – this goes exactly to my point from before. The Giants have been dog shit since yeah. they won the Super Bowl in 2011. Right? They've made the playoffs once. They've been absolute fucking dreadful dog shit. Guys still want to come and play for the fucking Giants. Guys don't want to come and play for the Jets. Well, they sure as shit didn't want to play for Gates. But he had nothing to do with Gates. Except, they didn't well, want to play for. Well, except, they didn't want to play for Bubba Frank Gump Gore. either. Because uh-huh. Frank Gore, Frank Gore just wants to stay in the league. By the way, Alex Baum hits fucking seeds when he fucking hits the ball. Who? Alex Baum hits fucking piss me uh, Oh, here's the Mets bullpen. <laughs> Strowman's going to be like, why the, the fuck Philly, did I resign here? He had the Phillies cheering uh, when they took out the Grom the other day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Looks like a long season for the Mets. Oh, we'll get to that. Okay. So I'm going to ask a question. What the hell is Washington doing? Because why would you sign Fitzpatrick? Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's like... I, I, I look at Fitzpatrick and listen... 
I think he's, he's a perfect uh, backup quarterback. Very smart, great in the you know with the team, great in the film room. He can win you a game here and there, but if you rely on him to be a starter, his warts come out. And he, you know, he throws way too many interceptions. Yeah, you talk about Daniel Jones turning the ball over. You know, Fitzmagic is, you know, even more so. And if Washington's thinking about winning this year, you know, why settle well, on my, Fitzmagic? Well, you have to figure it, they, it, they, it they're going to look to make a. You know, I assume they're going to probably draft a quarterback again. Because you you can't look at Fitz, uh, Fitzpatrick and say, that's my answer at quarterback for, for the present and the future. He's 38 years old. And listen, Tyler Henneke is not the answer either. No. Tyler Henneke is not this you know this generation's Tony Romo. Poor Tom. Yeah, don't don't give Romo shit because you've seen what the fucking Cowboys are, and 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 Romo doesn't get the credit he deserves. That's another thing that Zach's fucking better. has driven me nuts for years. No, he's not. Hmm. Where does Watson draft this year? What a number twenty. They're in the, they're in the playoffs. By the way, James McCann, <laughs> Met fans should be sitting there going, why didn't we sign J.T. Rialito? And since uh, you were there in Tuscaloosa with John Lynch, with Kyle Shanahan, any uh, further buzz building? Let's see here. Uh-huh. They're talking about Mac Jones going all the way up to number three. Yeah. I, I just think that's typical free draft shit. Washington picks at number 19. Yes. Yeah. Quarterback is around here. Yeah, they're not drafting the first. They're not drafting quarterback in the first round, unless because like, look, you? even if Josh Fields were to drop that far, there's no way they could take another Ohio State quarterback there. No, I wouldn't say that. No, 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 no. Um, but maybe in the later rounds, this is a good spot for Trask. Maybe that, that, that's the way to go. Ian Book. You know, yeah. But I you still want to see the one when you Ian Book. I still think Asante Ian Book Samuel's is son, NFL quarterback. Asante Samuel's son is eligible for the draft this year. Wow. 
I know. It makes me feel really old. It actually does. Like you look at the, you look at some, some of these players, <clears throat> like uh, what they everybody's projecting Patrick Sertain Jr. to go to Dallas, and I'm like, I remember your dad. Yeah. Oh, I feel the same way when it, with, with the Santi Samuel kid. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm old. <laughs> Angel, I have a stat. Can we start talking about baseball? Uh, yeah. Louis, you didn't talk wow. about baseball, Lou? Yeah. All right, let's go to baseball. This, this goes. This goes to uh, something that happened yesterday. Um, and I don't know how I don't have as many, I don't have the numbers of how many starts this is um, from Jacob Degrom. Jacob Degrom is starts over the past I don't know, maybe in, in the past few years um, has a two point zero seven ERA. Mm-hmm. Right, that's like fucking stupid, right? Like that that that's ridiculous, yes. and especially today's baseball. I think um, Justin Verlander is second. And he's like a half a run worse. The Mets bullpen in Jacob Degrom starts is six point one six. If you want to look at that, here's point. another one for you. I think I want to say I'm going to try to uh, remember this one. You know. I might be a little bit off. However, in his last 32 no decisions, he has a 1.74 ERA. <laughs> you, you know who, who didn't want the universal DH? It was Jacob DeGrom. Why? Because the right. year prior, he, he was the offense in a lot of his games. I he remember he hit a home that. run. It, yeah. It, like this poor guy. Yeah, we talked about Sam Darnold being done wrong. <laughs> Where are the bats on the days that this guy pitches? You don't need a lot of runs. Just give me three, and you're good. Only three. Three, and you're huh? golden. Hmm. Yeah, well, listen, two, in, and you're fine. Three, and you're golden. Okay. Because you know for a fact he ain't giving up three runs. Maybe no. one, maybe two. But the guy has a 1.74 ERA in 32 notices. I am not a Met fan by any stretch of the means. However, this guy should sue the Mets and his teammates for lack of run support. Yeah, I mean, this is like it's to the point of having Mike McCarthy as your head coach and having Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is like medical mal. This is like malfeasance. <clears throat> no, I totally agree with you. This, this guy is, you look at what he's doing, and like you say, hey, you know, he was 13 and 11. He shouldn't have won the Cy Young. But when you actually look at the numbers and just see how utterly dominant he was that one year, mm-hmm. you know, he lost a lot of his games by one run. It was like two to one, one nothing that he was losing. Yeah. And then you look at, you know, he had over 200 strikeouts, you know, 200 innings. He had a, like a 2.3 RA. You know, the, the Mets really done him wrong. You know, the, 
they're in danger of wasting a franchise pitcher. Which is nice to see Uncle Steve come in and say, hey, we're going to get you talent. Uncle so Steve. That's why, you know, they, they, <laughs> that's why they, they, they went ahead and they swung Lindor, and that's why they paid him what they paid him. You know, because he wants to bring, you know, a championship to New York. And, you know, I, right, right. I think he I think he is tired of seeing somebody like DeGrom pitch his heart out and just get nothing. Which I don't understand why he's well, going to have 77 for... pitches. I think it's because they wanted to bring him back on Saturday. Right, right. Well, I hope it was worth it. Dude, what is up with this kid, Akil Boo? What was his name? Booby Booty Booty Akil in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Akil Badu. Oh. Dude, he is he is home on the first pitch he sees. Yeah, well, he, he the had a grand slam yesterday. Anyway. You know what? Again, watch out for the Tigers. That, and here they're we are building so, it right the there. The central too. is weak. Yeah, the central is weak. Yeah, you know, Cleveland is as good as, as it was. Like, and Chicago, you just can't throw uh, marquee players together and expect them to gel. Well, they did win so today. you're gonna see, right? You're gonna see a team like Kansas City. Uh, I like Kansas City a lot, um, but Kansas City, maybe Detroit, make noise. You know, Detroit has those good young pitchers. You know, Casey Mize. Um, so, you can see them. I'm not going to say that they're going to win 90 games. But I can see them in the uh, 80 to uh. 85 range. Well, then that's 80 85, you know, might also get to the division. Uh, yeah. What's wrong with the Braves so far, though? 0-4? Yeah, they it's lost off Juan Soto. And it's not like they their pitching is terrible. They just they're just not hitting the ball. You look at their the lineup. Phillies. Their Phillies lineup. aren't crushing the ball either. Yeah, so early. We're, it's only after four games. Yeah, but oh, yeah. four. It's not much of a good start, you know. I could be. I could be a problem later. If you only four in baseball, you know. I don't know about that. The problem lies, it's, you know, they're playing division games. That's what sucks, is Uh you lose these division games, and that can bite you later on. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, I I like the Tigers. I like uh, Kansas City. You know, Anaheim, I think, is going to be better. They're showing a lot better now. You know, wait until Otani gets hurt again, which, you know, he got kind of got hurt the other day. I'm sick of Otani. Why? Otani. Because he's a fucking sideshow freak. That's true. That, you I'm know, sorry. is he's the modern-day Babe Ruth. <laughs> no, he's not. 
Babe Ruth was built to carry it away. Come on. The, next, the modern Babe Ruth, no. Yeah, I love the fact, and they finally listened. Um, on days that he pitches, let him hit. You know, they, you know, the other day they had him uh, hitting second on the day he pitched, which was great. Kind of sucked later on when you had to take him out in the fifth inning because he got hurt. And, that, you know, and that's going to be the problem him with him hit. because he can't – but to me, he can't go like a normal starter can go. You know, because at the end of the day, you're still – you know, it's not like he can DH. He can just keep his bat in his game after the after he pitches. No, right. So my question to you is, and I heard this on the Michael K. show today. Um, mm-hmm. Do you value Otani as a potential thirty-five home run player, or do you value Otani as the pitcher that they'll give you thirty games? I think that has you know, to be the question for the Angels. I, I I think I would value him more as an offensive player, but only because he's already got arm problems. You know what, what might be interesting, but I I just don't know physically how you can do it is if you made him your closer. You know, he DHs most of the game, and then you bring him into the late innings to close it out. That way you're not putting a lot of miles on the arm. Uh, but can he do But the only thing is, thing. can you do Right, because, you know, how do you get him to warm up? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that, that, that would be interesting for me. Let's say, I'm just trying to think outside the box. Because his arm is special. The kid can pitch. You know, and I think if you gave him 500 at-bats, he would easily be in the 25-90 range. No. Nobody gets to 25-90 anymore. I can see twenty five ninety. No, I I can't. I don't see anybody in baseball with twenty five ninety. A hundred no. today is to me. A hundred today is is a fucking is amazing. Yeah. Because thirty doesn't even get you a hundred anymore. Angel, it's great to think like, oh, twenty five ninety. That doesn't happen anymore. There's too many solo shots hit today. I don't know. You no, know. it's it's the truth. There's too many solo shots. Yeah, I, I, not listen. I, I I see what you're saying, but you know, depending on where he hit, if he's hitting out to Fletcher, Fletcher's not a home run guy. The guys behind Otani is, you know, Trout, Rondon. Well, not not even Rondon. He's not really a home run guy. You know, just Trout. 
Well, Pujols still is because it's either he strikes out or he hits home runs or walks. Yeah. He doesn't strike out much, though. No. I mean, the fact that Pujols is, what, 20 years into his career and he's never struck out 100 times in a, in a season? That's amazing. It's unbelievable today. Yeah, I was looking up, uh, you know, Rufnug Odor's stats, you know, after the Yankees traded for him today. And we talked about Sanchez. You know, well, I understand it. First off, you're buying low on a 30 home run type player because he hit 10 home runs last year in his third season. So he was well on his way to another 30 home run season. It's just he, he strikes out a ton. Um, But, yeah, I guess Jay Bruce kind of heard what was coming. That's why he hit his home run today. Um, But, like, I totally understand the move of of Odor. You know, because you can – you know, PJ is so versatile. He can slide over to first base with no problem. But at what point do you sit there and find DJ a position to play every day? Well, man, when we first got him, he was going to play everywhere. He was that super utility guy. And he came into New York with that understanding that this is his role. His role is to play, and he's the type of player that, listen, just tell me where I'm hitting in the lineup. I'm in. Yeah, I'll give you whatever I have at anywhere else. Excuse me. So, you know, I totally understand the move. Um, plus, it, it starts bringing a little bit more balance into the lineup. I'm sorry. You know, Aaron Hicks is not a number three hitter. You know, no. Brett no. Gardner is not is not a number three hitter. No. But they, they no. put him in because, that's because you know, they're left-handed. That's because your manager. That's because your manager doesn't know how to fill out a fucking lineup card. It's not the manager's responsibility anymore. This is what the nerds tell him. No, he it is. Do he still Cassius. fills out the fucking no, no, lineup. No, 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 no. No, no the, he still the nerds does. give The nerds get the nerds him the, that information. Him, and you know what? Yes, they do. Then at that point, front, there's no way the nerds are saying that Brett Gardner's a three-hitter. I'm sorry. The nerds. The you know, you want to come down to it and say that Brian Cashman hasn't put together a good team in the last fucking 15 in the last 10 years. All right, then I'll, I'll, I'll buy that. I'll agree you know why Aaron? You know why Aaron Hicks has been the number three hitter? It's because he's a switch hitter and hits left-handed. That's the only reason. Yes. It has nothing to do with, with, with his on-base skills. Again, because he, your manager he doesn't know how to fill out a lineup card. I, you, you think after all this time, it, he would, you know, it, we talked about the devaluation of the manager. This is a prime example. They're telling him he has to put Hicks there. Yeah. He has to put Hicks there. He had to put Gardner there because that's what Cashman and the front office want. I'm sorry, this is all Cashman doesn't office. want Gardner not... in there because Because it doesn't put Gardner. You see, this is the problem with, with big money teams playing the analytics game. They don't know how to do it. They're fucking NASA think tanks fucking putting together the program where it doesn't work for you. You haven't been able to put together a good fucking team. 
Yeah. You know, I, I just think the Yankees just need to embrace who they are. And they are right-handed, heavy power hitters. So line those motherfuckers up. Let them hit. Because tossing somebody in the three-hole just because they're left-handed, just because you want to break them up, you know, you want to break up uh, Judge and Stanton, <laughs> it makes no sense. I'd rather have – give me all right-handed hitters that, that can hit and, and let the chips fall where they may because this is what you created. And like I said, bringing in an door, you're going to – I guarantee you, before this season's out, Odor's going to be hitting third in the lineup. Why? Not because he's a great hitter. It's because he is left-handed. That's the sole reason that that dude is going to hit third in the lineup. I guarantee it. Guarantee. You know, once he, you know, comes, you know, once he comes in, once he goes through his, uh, COVID protocol. I'm sure they're going to leave him in the minors, maybe for a little bit as conditioning. But once he comes up to the majors, within three weeks of him coming up, he will be hitting third in a game. Guaranteed. I don't know. Maybe they should have kept Didi. Yeah. Yeah, no. You know, Didi... Didi was... Listen, I love Didi. Didi was a perfect Yankee. Solid shortstop, left-handed, you know, can do a lot of things. Can't base run worth a damn. Probably the worst base runner I've ever seen. But he was a very good... Huh? He was speed, though. Yeah. Right, but he was just horrible running the bases. Like, he made me look like a great base runner, and I was the shit. Not the, the shit. No, you Nick, about the shit. Let's not forget, he he's not the worst base runner I've ever seen because you still had Nick Swisher. I would yeah. take Nick over <laughs> No, God, no. Nick Swisher is the worst fucking base runner I've ever seen. Yeah. Nick Swisher but, yeah, would you not know, make doubles come to die. <laughs> But no, it would be it would be interesting to see like when Voight comes back. Like I said, this you know you gotta embrace who you are. If you are a straight right-handed team, which nobody told you to make a straight right-handed team, embrace who you are. You know, let DJ lead off, Judge second, Voight third, Stanton fourth, Torres. And, and 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 I think last year for Voight was an aberration. Uh, yes, I don't see him leading the league in home runs. But of course, he's not going to do it this year. But, you know, I'm not going to see him lead the league again, I don't think. However, with that being said, <laughs> he can have a Tino-like career in terms of hitting-wise. Oh, don't even put him in the same fucking sentence with Tino Martinez. Oh, my God, don't do that. What? I, I can see a 20 home run average, you know, I just Tino see that was from twenty-five and a hundred. Tino was twenty-five, a hundred, two ninety. Uh, and a gold glove first baseman. Well, yes, no. Tino hit two ninety every year of his career. No, he didn't. 
No, the Tino did not. The heart of the Yankees dynasty, Tino, was 290, 296. I'm telling you. The year he hit fucking 30. 44, he hit 296 or 297. Mm-hmm. Tino was a professional hitter. Would hit behind the guy to get him over. Boy, All right, so I he's fucking playing I don't want to break your bubble. on fucking home run derby. I don't want to break your bubble. Tino was a 271 right. career hitter. 271 career Yankees, hitter. After he came to the Yankees, he had 292, 296, 281, 263, and he, he, and he, he walked a hundred times. Struck out over a hundred. Well, no, he never walked a hundred times, but he never struck out a hundred times. How many? What, what did he get to? Seventy-five, eighty walks. His career high was seventy-five. Hmm. Seventy-five. Think about that. Seventy-five walks, and he hit almost, and he hit two eighty. Yeah, Think about that, listen, Angel. It, Think about what you just... Listen, listen, I love Tino. What did he have? And what did he have? Fucking six hours a year? No more than ten? And played with Navajo? And only had ten hours? Listen, he was a, he was a gold glove infielder. It's a shame yeah. that Palmero won, won the gold glove over him. Yeah. When Palmero played, what, 20 no, years? No, Tino never won the gold glove because he wasn't fucking Don Nanny. Well, he wasn't as good as Tony. That's not to be ashamed of. But th- but that was the reason he didn't win, because the Yankees had Donnie. But there's no way yeah. I would ever... The last Yankee first baseman I would even put in the same category of, of Pino was Giambi. And and that was just at the stick. Yeah. Giambi couldn't throw for worth a shit, but Giambi had some fucking soft hands around the bag. Yeah. Giambi couldn't throw the ball. Bone. Giambi and Pas- Giambi and, Pisa- and Piazza were the same. They couldn't throw worth the shit. Goddamn, they hit soft hands. And they can hit the ball a mile. Yeah. And Giambi, until he got to the Yankees, hit the fucking ball all over the place. Yeah, but analytics said, hey, pull that ball. Not analytics. Analytics doesn't talk about hitting home runs. That no. was fucking Kevin Long's stupid ass. Launch angle. Launch angle. That's not analytical. That's just the fucking way these guys are getting paid.
God, you couldn't even put. I know I can't even put those guys in the same fucking category. The Yankees are fucking garbage. Hmm. No, they're, they're, they're not fucking garbage. pitching. They're garbage. Their pitching staff is going to be the fucking death of them. Uh, Naomi Quinn sucks. Uh, excuse me. Not the same like with the Orioles, so, yeah. i tell you right now. The Yankees have to worry about Tampa and, and Toronto. Hmm. Listen, I'm not a firm believer in, in Tampa. I don't know how you can be. Yeah. You know, listen, I look at their players, and nobody scares me on that team. But they don't have to scare you. That's the thing with them. The Yankees have three guys who scare, absolutely scare you, but the problem is you can pitch to them. You can't pitch to Tampa. You can't pitch with Tampa. You can't defend you know, with Tampa. So, but you know, we, we talked just about like A-Rod how... said 20 years ago, there's nobody that you fucking fear on that team. There's nobody you fear. You don't have to. No. You need one guy that you fear in the lineup. That's it. And that's the guy you pray you don't see in a, in a spot. But let me tell you, Tampa is a damn good baseball team. They're damn good put together. And it's not a fucking it, – it's not an aberration that everybody's copying what they do. Well, that's why all their, all their executives are going to every other team. And that's why, like, everybody's on the same – you know, when they talk about, oh, this is collusion. No, so you're hiring all the same, same-minded people out there. Like I guarantee you, if Philly would have hired somebody from Tampa Bay instead of Dave Dabrowski, you know, those you know, JT is not back on that team. They did hire somebody from Tampa Bay. They hired Sam Fold. Right, but he's working under Dabrowski, and Dabrowski is the one that's in control there. It's not Sam Fold. He's not in charge. But Fold, but Fold is still part of the baseball analytics thing that's been there for years. Yeah. All they did was, all they really did was just, you know, raise his, you know. That's all they really did. They just elevated him. They promoted from within for GM. They, Dombrowski's the head of baseball because the Phillies are owned by a corporation. That's the problem with the Phillies. The, the yeah. Phillies' problem is is that it's the way that they run. It's the problem. That's the problem with any team that's run by a corporation, where the owner is not hands on every day. Let's just clean up. And you want to go? No, listen, I hear what you say, but like I said, you know, it's Dombrowski, you know, those moves were all Dombrowski. Remember, they were talking about not possibly affording Zach Wheeler. 
And they did and that before Dombrowski. they got Dombrowski. Right. And then as soon as they get Dombrowski, everything goes, you know, they're like, all right, well, we're signing JT, JT now, and we're doing this, and we're doing that. And that's when all the moves happened after they got but the But Wheeler was there last Dombrowski. year, though. Like, but Wheeler was there last year. Well, yeah, but like I was saying, they're talking about not being able to afford him, so they're talking about trading him. They were never talking no, about trading him. That was fucking. That was fucking bullshit. Yes. They were never moving him. Why would they? Seriously, why? Why would they do that? Where did that fucking rumor come from? John Heyman? Yeah, that, that's the guy I fucking believe. But where'd the rumor come from? Not who sent not send it to you because that's somebody else taking off of what somebody fucking that doesn't know shit said. What was it Bob Nightingale? Oh, no. oh I'm, sure, I'm shocked that came with yeah. multiple reports. It, it wasn't like it was a one a one multiple person, reports uh, from who? Here. Who were the fucking people? Who were the multiple reports from? The same people that said that they weren't going to re-sign JT Rio Muto? Was that the same people? Who I'm telling you, they never no, in a million years no, thought they were not going to re-sign JT. Everybody thought that they were going to sign JT. Everybody thought that they were going to sign them. Yes. You know, it, no, JT they didn't. They were stuck. A lot of, a lot of people said that they, that they were going to sign them. Because they were the only team involved in because JT didn't want to go anywhere else. Unless, of course, you're listening to that fucking Muppet, fucking Craig Carden. Or not Craig Carden, the other fucking Muppet on that show. Um, Fucking the one that used to be with Joe. Um, Evan Roberts. That fucking Muppet. Yeah. All the shit that came out this year started in New York. Why? Because the fucking Mets fans felt like they were entitled to get JT. They're not entitled nothing. That's but they're all after that, uh, Uncle Steve's money. Money. Yeah. Because why? Because in 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 anything, if you have a New York team involved, here's the problem: you don't have to go to New York to get big money anymore. You don't have to go to New York nope. to win anymore. You don't have to be no. go to New York to be a fucking superstar on Madison Avenue. That's the that, that's the part that's the part of this thing that I think people have to start to realize. Yankee fans need to start to realize this. Guys don't want to play in New York, especially when you make yeah. them shave their mustache and beard. No, lot, it's because you have value. kids that grew up. No, because you had you know, kids that grew up that idolized Ken Griffey Jr who have heard Ken Griffey Jr. say that George Steinbrenner was a fucking racist. Right? That Uncle George was a racist, and they, well, fuck it. They all love Griffey. Exactly so. We're almost the same age. Who's your favorite baseball player growing up? If your answer isn't Ken Griffey Jr., I'm going to call you a liar. It was Don Mattingly. You fucking mom, you're a mother yeah. too. You're telling me you no, you know I'm not guy. lying. 
you're, but you I'm were right now. Guys. You asked you that wasn't your question, was it? Your question to me was, who was my favorite ball player? And my favorite ball player, hands down, no questions asked. Come to my house, you'll see the memorabilia, you'll see the jersey. It was Don Mattingly. Yes. Hands down. Not even close. You're, then you're the one guy did, did in I, our age group that it wasn't junior. Congratulations. Did, did I, I don't know anybody did, did that I, wasn't a junior guy. Did I respect junior? Did, did I think? Also remember, junior broke my fucking heart. Fuck show off. Junior broke my fucking heart, but that's yeah. yeah. Oh no! Buck Showalter, Junior, Mike Junior. Well, Junior hit like 900 against the Yankees that series with like a billion home runs and scored a game winning run. Oh, why? Why did he do that? Because he had fucking extra motivation, huh? I mean, how? How do you have extra motivation? Because Uncle George was a racist. That's true. And treated Junior like shit when his father was there. Listen, hey, it, it happens. Do, do we agree with it? No. You know. No. But, once but again, it's why you never got Griffey. Every time, every chance Griffey had to come to New York, fuck them. Nope. Right. No, I get it. But once again, you know, you know, you asked me about my preference, and my preference was always about, you know, it was always Mattingly first. I I like Junior. Was Junior my favorite ball player second? No, not really. Yeah, I'd like them. Don't get me wrong. He, I would say he's top ten of me growing up, but you know, it. He, you know, for me, you know, I was a New York guy. You know, he was always Mattingly number one. I love me Ricky Henderson, whether he was on the Yankees or anywhere else. I love me some Ricky. I scouted. Yeah, I can I can watch Ricky Henderson play okay. all day long. Yeah, and then so, uh, the second half, you know, was a lot of Derek Jeter. You know, a lot of Yankee stuff there. I love Paul O'Neill. Paul O'Neill was the same type of player that that Mattingly was. Can I, can I ask you something? Has your opinion of? Uh, of Derek Jeter changed. How so? In in, in his post Yankee career, has your opinion of him changed? You know, honestly, like you look at what he's done in Miami, and you know, let's get let's take all the personal things aside. Look at what he's actually doing there. He broke the team down. And now he's starting to see the fruits of that team coming up. You know, you may not agree with it, but the results oh, are no, starting to bear fruit. Oh, no, I knew Derek Jeter was a scumbag, so it doesn't really matter to me. Right, but the way he's run that team. I've always, no, I've always the way he's run that scumbag. team. This is just – but, no, he's a scumbag. He is a – I give a fuck about Derek Jeter person. He is a scumbag. I would not go that far. Oh. Fucking Yankees fans, would like, man. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Yankee fans. That guy is a fucking care-about-himself scumbag. He's always <laughs> been a care-about-himself scumbag. Scumbag. Fuck. 
You see, you fucking scumbag. Listen, man, I like him better than A-Rod. I, yeah, because God forbid fucking you... You had a guy who fucking won and cared about the fucking team. Not about his fucking personal brand. Do I have to show you the cleats he wore in his sure? fucking final? You sure? Am I sure? I'm positive sure? on that. Are, 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 are you positive. sure he cared about the team? Oh, my God. Bro, let me tell you that, that, something. I can tell you that, from fucking firsthand accounts how much of a scumbag Derek Jeter was and how he didn't give a fuck about that team. How get the same Jeter? I can't. Fuck him. Derek Jeter's a fucking wow. royal scumbag who gave zero fucks about that team. There's a reason why fucking the whole thing with Mariano, why he fucking went mm. out there with the group. Because he knew if he went out there himself, Mariano would have fucking laughed at him and said, get the fuck off the field. Him and Mariano hated each other. Wow. They did a thing. I think it was Mariano's last year. And it was in Sports Illustrated. And who the fuck wrote it? Who's the fucking big baseball writer? Verducci, right? Yes. And in the article, it says, this is the first time these guys have had lunch together since 1999 or 2000 or some shit like that. (laughs) You're telling me the fucking core four could, could not say, hey, fuck it, let's go to lunch once? In, tw- in 15 years? Hmm. Mariano hated him because he saw his fucking through Jesus. Remember in 13 when A-Rod was ready to come back from his hip? Yeah. And Jeter wasn't after, you know, Swisher broke his ankle because, you know, God forbid Jeter gets off the bank to field the ball. Right? A-Rod was ready to come back. And you know what Jeter told the Yankees? No, he doesn't come back until after I come back. So you care about the team, huh? It's not about you, right? Then Jeter comes back. Like Jeter would have control over when somebody comes back. I'm telling you, this is how the fucking guy operated. Listen, I find that very hard to believe. There was a Yankee on that team whose father told me that fucking verbatim. He says to me, you want to know why the third baseman's not back yet? I said, oh, please tell me. I have to hear this. Let me guess. Derek Jeter's involved. And he says, how the fuck did you know that? Doesn't think the genius to figure that out, does it? Nope. Oh. How about Mariano went up to him and said, hey, you know, my cousin made a mistake, you know, let it go. And you know what he said to him? Fuck him. And when Cashman wouldn't trade him, he went straight to fucking Steinbrenner and made Steinbrenner trade Ruben Rivera. Wow. I mean... Because, as the story goes, they're from... The inside the clubhouse, Derek told Ruben to take a glove. He grabbed the wrong glove. Yeah. Scum bed. Mother's Day to retire your number, give me a break. 
What? Okay, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that picture? Mother's Day. Really? Because it had to be a Sunday night game. Right. Give me a break. Mother's Day. A game the Yankees would have sold that anyway. Don Manning was like, ah, fuck it, make mine in August against the fucking Expos when you're not going to get anybody here. Okay. And you know what the sad part? Manningly there wasn't even sold out. No. How fair is that? That was never sold out. He just won the World Series. What's that? No, that's right. The ballpark didn't sell. The ballpark didn't sell out until everybody got there. Dumb big. Hey, the Rangers Rangers are a good hockey team again. It's gone big. Royal, it's gone big. Are are you done Jeter bashing? No. I could go on for hours about that fucking prick. And what he's done down there is fucking crap. I mean, honestly, what he's done in, in, in Miami is a joke. He's never going to see the fruits of his labor. All he's going to do is trade guys away. Listen, I, I don't know about that. You know, yeah. You look at. I mean, that's like a. He had, he had, that's listen, a very good division. It was a great trade for him. It was a great trade for Stan. He was able to get out of that contract, and you know, being a Yankee fan, while I pray that he proves me wrong, but what I've seen in the years that he's been here is I hate his hitting approach. You know, too many times I see him go up there, one, two, three, you go sit down. It looks like he is lost as a hitter. But when he Who's actually that? makes contact, Sam, it, the ball goes a long way. And I, I don't know, like, is he a $300 million player? Hell no. Hell to the no. No, he is. So you know, no, he's not. That dude is not worth three hundred million. He is in today's game because no way. Forget, Angel. You're not you're not signing guys by what they can do on the field. You're signing guys by what they can do off the field. And what does they do off the field that's worth three hundred million? He sells fucking t-shirts. Brett Gardner sells T-shirts at four million a season. No, he doesn't. Nine, nine the ways that he does. By the way, I really hate the fact that I live in fucking Jackson. <laughs> I can't get the fucking game on NBC Philly, or because it's on fucking NBC, like you know, regular NBC. And SNY doesn't have a fucking app. And for yeah, some reason, ESPN's not fucking working. It's fucking the worst. Absolutely fucking worst. 
No, I put so. the I put the Yes app on my two Fire Sticks, and I'm upstairs in my attic right now, and this Fire Stick does not have it. So before the show, I was trying to put it on, and I think I told you before, like me putting it on my on the stick was like a pain in the ass the first two times. And sure, sure enough, today I'm trying I've to heard, you know, authenticate. I've heard nothing and I can't do it. but shitty things. I've heard nothing but shitty things about that app. Mm. I I like it. It is crap. I've Aww. heard nothing but the bad things about that. I've not heard one person that fucking loves it. I've heard more. I can't get it to fucking work than I can. That I oh man, it's great. <laughs> when when I got it working, it's fine. <laughs> When fun. I got it working. Yeah, it, 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 think about yeah, what, well, think about your statement just now. When I get it working. When. That's Which is when. the initial startup. Yeah, that's when I'm having trouble is the initial startup point. But once I'm past the initial startup point, like I said, I got it on my two other sticks. It's absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong with the app. Um it's just killing me that, you know, this stupid one up uh, up on the top, like when I go to authenticate, you know, I'm on mm-hmm. the I'm on my computer and I'm hitting authenticate and it tells me to pick my provider, I pick my provider, it goes back to pick my provider. I can't put in my, my code. I keep hitting the provider. Fios, 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 Fios. And it's not letting me uh mm-hmm. sync up with the code. So that that's what's called yeah, that's what's the problem right now. But like I said, on the other two mm-hmm. sticks, it's absolutely fine. I haven't had a problem after the initial startup. But shouldn't you think the that look, like, looks fine? Like... You know, the shows are fine. Yeah, you know, I'm not looking for much. I just want to watch. I just want to watch my game. Yeah, I want to watch the, the occasional Brooklyn Nets. And I Ooh. want to watch uh, my Yankees. Occasional. Yeah, I don't mind watching them. I don't know why anybody. I mean, it's just a pain in the ass. No, like I said, the initial startup is a pain in the ass. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, it was funny. I was on the phone with, with Comcast because my parents. They were paying two seventy seven a month in cable, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What the hell are you doing?" My parents are like eighty years old, basically. Right. I'm mm-hmm. like, "What the hell? What the hell are you are you watching?" I'm like, "You you watch HBO? No. You watch Cinemax? No. I was like, "You watch Epics? No. I'm like, what the hell are you watching?" So yeah, I got on the phone with them, and they're like, "Well." You know, if you, uh, I'm like, well, listen, you know what? What if I just went Fire Six? Because I know they got three boxes in the house. Yeah. And I, well, if you want the Fire Six, you know, you'll be able to save. It was, I think, because I think in rental alone, they were paying forty to sixty dollars a month in rental fees. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a regional broadcast fee and a regional sports broadcast fee that they charge you if you if you have a box. <laughs> so I was like, okay, so if I get rid of all this, it'll drop the bill $70. They're like, yep. 
So I'm like, why the hell are we with you? So now it's teaching an 80 year old person how to use a fire stick. Never mind. My my yeah. wife's parents did the same fucking thing. Never mind. <laughs> it's just not worth it. It's you should have called me. I told you it's not worth it. Aggravation costs money. <laughs> right. It really. It really does. Aggravation costs money, and I, I, I'm not off of being aggravated. Well, hey man, I'm still trying to get my parents to move, so. Get out yeah, of here. Yeah, costs money. I mean, the only good thing is it's like, you know, you get to watch Gary, Keith, and Ron. But even then, it's like, all right. Yeah, you can watch it. I'm trying to watch it. I'm not a big Keith fan, but, but I love Darling. No, it, it's – see, I think the problem is it, it's – you have to watch for Gary. Because Gary's the best – play-by-play guy in baseball. Yeah. I wouldn't disagree with that. You know. Uh, What else? So I absolutely, I said it before, I will say it again. I absolutely hate with a passion runner on second base. In in next training. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I, I think it ends game. I like it. And then, I like it in any like games. It. Just end games for me. That's the only point I'm at. If, I know your answer to this, but if you're if you're feeling it's just end the game, then you're not a true fan. You know, baseball is one of those no. beautiful games with and, no with no, no. time limit. And no. Listen, I, I, I want to see things fucking game. Just end the fucking Just end game. The game Just end the fucking There's nothing worse than baseball today with everybody trying to hit the fucking ball out of the ballpark. It's right. fucking terrible. That most and fucking I agree with you. Anyway. It's fucking no, awful. Sorry, the, the, the other day, Jay Bruce gets a single in, uh, I think it was the ninth. The Yankees pinch run with uh, Talkman. He steals second and mm-hmm. third. So in that's the because the Yankees nobody can't out, fucking hit third. behind anybody. There, there, there's no situational, the situational awareness on the team. No, I agree with you. There's no situational no. awareness on the team. No, because they fucking suck. <laughs> I'll tell you, it could be a long summer. I think they got enough talent, talent to, to bludgeon a team. Because you're going to face Baltimore 19 times. You're going to face these but, other teams. Angel, but here's the thing, though, with bludgeoning teams. That's great. It doesn't work in the playoffs when you're actually facing pitchers. You can fucking well, throw them. I, I was going to get yeah. there. I was going to get there because once you get to the playoffs, as we've seen, I think I've even said this, name me a team that's led the league in home runs that has actually won the World Series.
Can't think of one. Name me a team that, that has led the league in home runs, either American or National League. Name me that team that, that's won Name the World me Series. And it's because, you know, like you said, in the playoffs, you're playing against superior pitching for the most part. And you, yeah. for you to score on superior pitching, you need to be able to play the small ball game. Yeah. you got to be situational. You have to be able to. You can't Earl Weaver it anymore, you know, walk three times, uh, walk twice, and uh, hope for a three-run home run. Yeah, but Earl Weaver never won. Right. Well, that one year he did. But, okay, so a blind nut found the squirrel. Yeah, but you can't say he didn't win. He did win. His teams were historically, you know, upper echelon teams, especially in the East. It's not like he was running out, you know, last place teams based on that philosophy. You know, but once again, like, you look at the great Yankee teams, you know, in the 90s and 2000s, why were they great? You know, their leading home run hitter on the years that they won was Bernie Williams, 20 home runs, 25 home runs. Right. Because they Paul hit the hind runners. Right. Because right. they hit the hind and, and runners. Keno hit 28. They ran. They ran the ball. They I mean, ran, they, they the, ran base. the bases. They ran, they ran the base as well. Because they, they didn't um, have great starting pitching either. Um, they had a great bullpen, yes. The bullpens were great. You know, Nelson, Stanton, Rivera, Wetlands, they all fit yeah. roles, and they all work. Mendoza, Mendoza was the least heralded one, and he was one of the most valuable in the playoff time. You know, it, it was great to see when I was watching the game the other day, when I watched opening day, where they brought in Darren O'Day, because they remind me of, you know, Jeff Nelson. Because for me, do I want everybody throwing 98 and the same stuff out of the bullpen? No, you want the variety. That's, I think that's what made the Yankees good. I, I also think, though, that the problem with that thinking is everybody has overvalued radar guns. Yes. Yes. I know I have. You know, that's so overvalued now that um, uh, what the fuck? That you know, if you don't have you know hundred coming out of the bullpen, you're not anything. That's why even like the days of like D Rob, the way D Rob was so great, because D Rob pitched. That's why Chapman did right. home runs because guys have seen hundred. You know, there's a reason why Mariano was untouchable because you didn't see what he did. He didn't max out at ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine, hundred. No, he threw ninety fucking four, and the fucking ball moved. Right, like the ball moved. 
where Chapman, the fucking, anybody can hit a hundred laser beam straight. That's why I think I don't fear Chapman. That's why Houston doesn't fear Chapman. Right. It's hard. You don't fear a hundred when you see it every fucking day. Yeah. You know, the Yankees, like the said, Yankees have gone 98-98-98 to end the fucking game for the last fucking seven years with Batantis, with with Chapman, with with um, what's his fucking dick? The other guy, the lefty, Britton. When, well, you, when you throw hundred, 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 well, he's still up high nineties. I think he maxes at about ninety five. Chad Green throws up. Okay. So Okay, but okay, so what I'm saying is if you see ninety five, ninety five, ninety five, ninety five hundred, it's not like Chapman's throwing one oh two anymore. Right. And when when you have starting pitchers now hitting triple digits, that's why these guys can't go more than five anymore. Because nobody pitches anymore. Right, Greg Maddox would have never made the, out. Greg Maddox would have never made the major leagues today. That's for Horner. See, I, I don't know because you look at Kyle Hendricks over uh, Hendricks over in uh, Chicago, baby Maddox. Okay, he's the exception, not the rule. Yeah, he's the exception, right? Well, I, I Nola throws him in the exception too. But Maddox wouldn't have gotten a look today. Maddox Tom wouldn't Bradley be in the major league today. Look. No, he didn't throw enough. What did he max out at? Like eighty-five, eighty-two? Probably ninety-one, ninety-two. I don't remember. It's fucking he hasn't pitched a meaningful game you know, in fifteen years. Bye, Lou. Hello. <clears throat> that that's the problem today. Why did everybody fall fall in love with Nathan Avaldi? He throws a hundred. That's great. He can't stay on the field. Nope, he's always hurt. Why? Because they value oh, throwing hard. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's why he was able to get that that contract. Like nobody in their right mind should have signed him to that contract. No, he for got that contract based off of. He got that right. contract based off season. of one, one game. It was that fucking game three of the World Series when he went and then went yeah. stupid. And then when they when they brought him in relief that next time, then yeah, I was game three. That's what I was talking. Yeah. Yeah, During the whole fucking game, it felt like. Boston should have known better. They know they burned them out. And yet, they're the ones that refined them. Why? Because they knew they weren't going to have sale. They knew at some point they were going to move on from from price. Right. And how, how bad is they knew their price is pitching out of the bullpen? How bad has price become? I don't know if it's because of price or because of the staff that, he, that he's on. 
I mean, he also hasn't pitched in a year. Right. You really think about it. He hasn't pitched in 18 months. But that was that was his choice. So it wasn't like uh, it was an injury that, that kept him out that time. I agree. But what I'm saying so if anything, is, that should help is that No, I don't think so. I think at some point you still have to kind of look at it and go, mm, all right, he's not going to be fully ready to go. I mean, it's 18 months. It's 18 months since he's seen a live hitter. I kind of look at it this way when when you look at all that those that that stuff though. I mean, you look at um, you know, you, you just you kind of just have to go. All right, we're good here. What are you going to do now? And and, and that's going to be the Yankees' problem because I as good as Cole is, you know. It really does hurt you when you get going in, in the bullpen because there's now nothing different between him and Chapman if you get to that point. You know what I mean? Well, that, that's why that, you know I said like you know I would prefer. I think that that was the one thing with the Rays last year as well. Like, I know they had guys that threw 98, but if you look at their guys, they all threw different variations of, of pitches. So while you may throw 98, you're throwing 98 with slider action. You're throwing 98 with a cutter. Uh, you're throwing 98, and then you're throwing uh, a 70-mile-per-hour hook off of that 98. Like, there was always some type of – and that was, like, I think one of the great things about D-Rob where – he lived at what, like ninety three, I think, was his uh, comfortable zone for the majority of his career. But then he mm-hmm. dropped that silly yeah. hook on on that same plane. You know, like yeah. you got to have variations. And like I was saying, with, with watching Darren O'Day pitch, um, I know they brought Lewisaga in after uh, it was Cole, then Green, then Lewisaga, and then Darren O'Day, and from Loisga to Green, or Green to Loisga, there really wasn't much pitch differential. No. And, like, look at Green's arm, and Green has a beautiful, I mean, he has a strong arm, and he, he has lightning bolts that come out of that right arm of his. But why is it that he has a three-plus ERA in his career? Because you can catch up to that. Because when that's all you see... See, when you didn't right. see that, you know, can I know this from playing? If you think, like, there was, like, maybe one or two kids in the county that could hit mid mid to high 80. Those are fucking uncomfortable at bat some days. Those are like, oh, fuck right. it. You know, that's when you just go up to the plate and go, eh, fuck it. Hey, 
kudos. Tip your cap to them. Just fucking be like, you know what? I'll, I'll give you a, I'll give you an excuse me soon. But when you started seeing more of those kids, like there was a kid that played at um, St. Peter's that was going to Stanford. He threw a fucking mess. He threw BBs. But you know what the problem was? You'd see him, and then because I played at Hudson, you'd see somebody else's fucking, you know, ace. Like you'd see Bayonne's ace. And Bayonne's ace threw that fucking hard. So you know what you did at the end of the day? You're all right, I'm good. So where all the rest of the fucking minis were sitting there going, fuck, he throws hard. And I'm sitting there going, all right, I'm going to rake today. Today's a two for four day, guys. What are you going to do? Then you play Snyder and every Snyder or Lincoln and everybody's sitting there going, oh, I'm getting four hits today. Yeah. I got two hits yesterday huh. against the kid that's going to fucking Stanford. Eat a bag of dicks, fuckhead. Actual sentence uttered by me when I was at Hudson. Maybe that's why the coaches didn't like me. I'm sure that was the reason. This is definitely one of the reasons. I was uh, definitely a pain in the ass. And definitely a smart ass. But if you but if you really think about like what's the biggest problem with the Yankees is it's that they don't get timely hitting. Yep. Like I I'm pretty no, sure it, yeah. that if you guys had guy if you had guys on that team who could you know, stretch his bats out. Look, you can say whatever you want about Harper. That guy fucking sees a lot of pitches for his bat. It's actually amazing how many pitches that guy sees for his bat. And you don't think about it no, because judge, he's a fucking power hitter. You know, judge is the same way. Like, every time you look up, it's 3-2 count. That's Which, because people you know, are pitching see, around it, judge. It, you know, it's... It, it lends to the boringness of the game to see a 3-2 count on every single person because everybody's waiting for that perfect pitch. You know, Christ Almighty, get, give me Wade Boggs that will hit a ball. You'll be able to wait. It doesn't matter if it's maybe an inch or two off the plate and up. Phillips rope it the other way. Well, that's, because these guys, that's because these guys are so far away from the plate now. All right? Because all they want is they want to barrel up an inside pitch. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you know what? That's a... you, know, you, you look at things. That I, I wonder if there is going to be a change. Yeah, I wonder if there is going to be a change to the way they're doing things. I, and I wonder if no, there will there will be more emphasis on less strikeouts. There won't be because you have a generation of kids. Look, I mean, you see this now in Williamsport. Launch angle. If I hear the word fucking launch angle out of a fucking 10-year-old again, a 12-year-old again, I'm going to fucking strangle somebody. Don't strangle the kid. I mean, that's 10 to 20. No, you don't strangle the kid. You strangle the parents. You strangle the coaches. I mean, I, I remember when that Elizabeth team went to the Little League World Series a couple of years ago. And we have a friend who's 
son was on the team. Every time we get together now, it's funny because, you know, when he's over, you know, or his mom's over because I know his mom. You know, I've known his mom for a year sitting in the bleachers. You know, we sit there and I say, I said to him, I said, could you please explain to me why on God's green earth a 12-year-old fucking baseball team has a fucking binder in the dugout? Like Joe Girardi's managing you. Uh, and he said, well, we were playing analytics. I said, playing analytics at 12? What poor bastard had to sit there and fucking scout all these kids? It was I could not believe it. And that was a good team. But you had a coach who... Perfect, I, I know people who went up there. And when they played in Bristol in the first couple games up there, people loved them. Like, they always fall in love with the inner city team. And I was walking the grounds. After one of their games. Or during one of their games. And I heard people go, man, I am sick of that fucking Elizabeth team already. That one kid... We're sick of them. They were sick of seeing a 12-year-old kid play baseball. Can you imagine that? Because the kid and the coach was an asshole. Hmm. Can you imagine that? No, fortunately, yes, I could. Because, you know, well, like you, you know said, what I'm talking so, about. Not, do I? Well, you, you, I mean, you had to watch that team play. Yeah, but I don't remember yesterday. The, the the first baseman, the big kid. Oh, Big Al? No, Big Al. No, Big Al's the fucking... Big Al's the greatest. <laughs> oh, I'm Big Al and I hit dingers. Dude, that's yeah. my boy, man. That's because Big Al didn't play. But... Don't ever mess with Big Al. No, there was... The kid, um... Uh, Mateo. Big kid. On uh, Elizabeth. Okay. Right? People were saying how sick of them they were because the kid had no discipline. A 12-year-old kid, people were getting sick of. Because he had no discipline. He was like a jerk. But like you said, you know, he didn't, you know, he learned right from uh, the coach that was excellent. Because I remember the coach. The coach was a straight dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. And he, I mean, Jesus Christ, that guy had, he had what moves he was going to make done before the game. He didn't care what the situation was going to be. Did not care. Yeah, he was a straight douche. I, I, I didn't like that guy at all. Like, he gets coached. I remember... I remember I wanted to have that guy in the show, right? And because I had to in with, you know, one of the parents, I was like, oh, I can get him on the show. And my wife says to me, don't even do it. Because I know how this conversation is going to go. Don't do it. Hmm. Okay. I listened to my wife. She was 100% right because she knew exactly where that was going to go. 
Well, wives know best. Could not believe. Yeah. Could not believe it. Couldn't I just could not believe how that team played. It was like, all right, so you're all big fish in a in a small pond, and then you got to be big fishes in a big pond, and that little. Uh, my fucking shirts I got fucking lit up today like a Christmas tree. Well, it's the beginning of the season, so. Um, yeah, I'm not too concerned about it. No, I'm not either. I think, um, I think they have more concerns okay. about having half the team on uh, COVID list. Yeah. Especially one of them who beat cancer a bunch of years ago. Yeah. Um, there was something that you sent me today that you didn't like, and I'm going to tell you how much I love it because I think it's awesome, and I can't believe it's taken this long for – this to happen. I absolutely okay. love the Red Sox <laughs> marathon uniforms. I hate them. I, I think that's a long time coming. Uh, I, I'm very happy about it. And I think it looks awesome. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think it's a tremendous idea. Hmm. I'm not a fan of them. Because it's not their normal uniform? I think, no, it's not, not, not their normal uniforms. Like, like, listen, I get it. Like, you know, teams go through variations, and that's cool. The Red Sox have absolutely been one team that has not been afraid to go against tradition and, and go with multiple uh, styles and multiple different uniforms. Uh, so I give them credit mm-hmm. on that. However, I think that this was the colors made no sense. They do. They're you the colors of the marathon. They're the marathon but colors. They, right, but they make no baseball sense. But you they're know, but what? But they're for because they're they're only wearing them twice. They're only wearing them the weekend before the marathon. On Marathon Monday, or what would be Marathon Monday. Patriot Day, right? Or Patriot Day, whatever you want to call it. They're still, they're breaking out the Boston Strong Jersey. I don't know. Let's say, I, I... For me, like those colors, and, and I like bright colors. Like I've told you before, I absolutely adore, you know, um, the Seattle Seahawks uh, neon green. Um, and I, I love and I love the Dallas Stars. Um, but I don't know, like seeing this like bright putrid yellow, and then. I, 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 it, like I get that it's a marathon colors, but there should be some type of homage to the team and, and tying it together. 
Mm. No, I think I think it's a good I I think it's a good move. Like you know what? Remember, I, maybe maybe it would have been cool to go with red jerseys with if you want to bring that color scheme with the yellow and the blue. Maybe figure out something to bring the numbers to life like that. Like make those numbers absolutely pop out by making them that bright, I mean, that bright yellow trimmed out in the blue, you know, on, on a red jersey or on a, I don't know. It's just, that yellow is just, for me, it just doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't drive for me. See, to me, I, I think it screams Boston. Like, even if you don't go with, like, the marathon no, like even if you don't go the marathon way, I mean, you got the the gold that you know goes to the to the Bruins. Yeah, I have no problem with that jersey. I, I really like that jersey. Like I already ordered the hat because I think the hat's fucking fire. That cool kind of UCLA looking one. That's my only problem with it, is that it does look like a UCLA Bruins baseball hat. Right. Yeah, like, now, I, you want, I, like a, for me, it just doesn't say Boston Red Sox. And it doesn't have to say it, and I get that. And I get why they're doing now, it. If they, now, if they went like, now see, I, the part of it I don't like, is I kind of wish they went with the darker royal blue like the Marathon uses. But, like, I think having, like, the the runner number on the sleeve kind of ties it in better. Mm. But, other, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's sharp. I wish more teams would ta- would have balls to do shit like that. I kind of I kind of wish more teams would have nuts to say, "Hey, you know what? Let's do something cool here." Like, like I know that, like you know, the Dodgers are going to wear something purple and gold. Like you know, they're going to go Lakers colors. But you know what? It's like I'm sorry, and I get the Dodgers. But you know, it's like the Dodgers and the Yankees don't have to do that. You know, like those jerseys, I don't think they should ever get changed. Like I absolutely hate and despise Players Weekend. Absolutely hate and despise it. I'm kind of the black and white jersey thing was shit. But then you're oh my like, god, that was shit. The year they did, that was horrible. But that year, was also because majestic was, yeah. But that was also yeah, majestic last year. year making uniforms, so they really didn't give a shit. Like I said, for me, like I don't like, like I don't mind change. Like I'm okay with teams going with other jerseys. Like um, we talked about the the Red Sox being. Um, 
not afraid to do things. The Mets are the same way. Because <coughs> it seems like every other year the Mets come out with a new jersey. You know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. <coughs> but, um, like, I have My no I don't the Mets is they're doing, doing it that. for a cash grab. Yeah. Like, it's different when you're doing it because, you know, whatever. But the Mets are doing it for the cash grab of it. And listen, outside this last jersey, the Red Sox did the same thing. You know, they, they would come out with no. the jerseys, I, I want to say, every two or three years. You know, no. you, you have the classic, yeah, you, you have the classic, Hulk, you, you, you have the classic red jersey, I mean, white red jersey. You have the classic away yeah. jersey. But then they, they bring in that, that variant for the weekends or the Sunday games or whatever it was. You know, they always bring in a different jersey for that. Um, by the way, I know we haven't the been, we haven't been on the radio, uh, but I absolutely love that blue uh, Toronto uniform. You know, that they had an opening day with the hat. I yes. absolutely love it. Because I think uh, Kevin Biggio, he had some super, super sharp cleats that matched that whole uniform. Um. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved it. You know, I love the yeah, old, my... uh, Mariner, uh, that sea green one that they had. <coughs> yeah. See, I don't mind that you change the jersey. I, I really don't. But certain jerseys you shouldn't really mess with. Um, your classic ones. Um See, yeah, I like I'm the Red Sox. They're of... Friday Night Reds. I like that. You know, and they're Friday Night Blues. I like that. I like what Tampa. I, I've liked what Tampa's done with the with the Navy. Yeah, yeah. Tampa. Like, I like the fact that they. Tampa's been good with, with I their like style. The fact that they wear that on the road. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when they brought back the Devil Ray hat, I was happy. Uh, and did it in this colorway, color, um, colorway and not in the old school fucking purple and gold, you know. Like, I think it's really sharp now. Trying to think who who else. Like I don't like the baby blue and the Cardinals because I don't equate the Cardinals with the baby blue. Like I, well, I look at the baby blue and I automatically hear I automatically see Phillies. You know that that baby blue you know goes back to the eighties uh, Cardinals and you know the Vince Coleman days. Uh, yeah, but you know what that, I, that was I, because I that no was a trend. Yeah. No, I, I do because that was just the trend in the 80s. Like, that was the trend then that a lot of teams were doing because, why the Phillies did it first. You know, the Phillies, you know, used to, had that Saturday Night Special jersey that they wore in 70-something where it was like the all-burgundy that was fucking putrid. The Ron Burgundy. Well, they brought it back. Yeah, 
That's what they were. Stay classy, Philly. But again, but again, what do the Phillies get to do with that? They got Harper. They could sell a shitload of jerseys. Blah 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 blah. You know, they got JT. You know, here's the problem with the Phillies, and and Nike really hasn't done anything with them yet because they haven't really started mass producing their shit yet. Nike is still behind the eight ball in mass producing stuff. Hmm. You know, like, you still can't get a cream JT Real Muto Philly shirt. He's there for seven years. What the fuck is Nike waiting on? And he's a Nike guy. That's, that's the same. Like, I, I just want, a, I want the cream because I love the Phillies cream jersey. I, I honestly think they should wear that more often. Hell, no, I think I, they should I, wear I the like red Philly. jerseys more often. Yeah. No, Philly, I, I like Philly. And not because. Philly, I, I have no problems. You know, with and not because. Yeah, I got no me and my wife are. You know, that's one of the few teams that, yeah, I can probably watch all the jerseys and be okay with it from today. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I like the San Diego Padres uh, variances out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, once again, it's, it's like one is too many, too many. Like, it almost feels like San Diego has a jersey for every day of the week. I like when they wear the military jerseys. Right, the camel jerseys are, are cool. And what, that, that was only done on Sundays, I believe. That's only a Sunday jersey. Right. But it it feels like they have a jersey for every day of the week. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I like their stuff. Um, I love the fryer. I'd love to see that, you know, probably a little bit more. Um, yeah. But... I don't know. It's like I look at, you know, it's almost like sensory overload when looking at them because there's so many different options. And as much as like the Phillies, I think the Phillies are kind of like the same way where it is too many options to really go with. <coughs> um, but the, but the, the, the thing are with the Phillies awesome. is, but see, the good thing with the Phillies is, is that you know if you're going to a ball, uh, Saturday, a Sunday day game, you know you're getting the creams. If you go to a midweek day game, you know you're getting the red. You know, like they like, I, they I mean, have it. They I mean, have it set to when they wear the shit. Toronto, can't Toronto, can't you don't know what day. jersey they're fucking wearing. Right. Toronto, each of the three games was a different jersey. Yeah. Every single game was a different jersey. Why couldn't they stay with the, with the one that they wore on opening day? That was fire. I loved it. I, I, I think because that that combo, they only get a certain amount of times to wear shit like that. Why? Because that's how Major League Baseball sets the rules on uniforms. I don't know if I can believe that because you know, Yankees only have two uniforms. 
Well, that's because the Yankees only have two uniforms. Gosh, the Yankees had any more. You know, remember that one year where Major League Baseball wanted to push the batting practice jerseys? And the Yankees were in the batting practice jerseys during the fucking game? That was ridiculous. You know, that, that, that was the cool thing about Gardner, where when they first came with player, with player Weekends, you know, he's like, no, I'm not putting any name on my jersey. Bad enough, he got me wearing a different jersey. No, he no, he said he wanted a jersey with a Yankee jersey with his name on the back. That's a cool reason. Because you figure, even in the minors, he never wore his name on the back of his jersey. Because I don't think any Yankee farm team even wears the names on the back. Oh, I remember there was a year the with. No, you don't. I remember there was a year in double and triple a that no Yankee was allowed to wear any anybody on the 40-man roster's number because they didn't want to have to start changing numbers if guys came down in trends. Oh, Yankee minor leaguers aren't even allowed to wear their pants off. <laughs> I wonder what Odor's going to look like clean shaven. <laughs> that dude has a Jim Hart, uh, James Harden beard. I think it's just, I think it's a joke. I, I, I think at this point, at some point, you got to just let these guys go. Because you know what? You're stripping guys of creativity now. Well, you know, you can see that, that coming. You know, they relaxed on the tattoo rule. Because uh, it used to be like if Nick you had a tattoo, you couldn't show it. You know, yeah. what, uh, Giambi had, had to wear that big sleeve on his arm to cover his tattoos. No, Giambi wore the big sleeve on his arm because that was his. That was what he wore, you know, to protect his front arm. Somebody wore the sleeve. No, but he had, no, because they made him cover he, up the No, nah, he wore that in Oakland, too. No, he wore that in Oakland, too. Nah, I'm going to have to uh, pull that picture up. Cause I remember I clearly I'm going to tell you that in Oakland. Oh, hold on here. He also wore a smaller jersey in Oakland. But he used to wear he used to wear a green like elbow pad in Oakland. Another guy I love, Giambi. Yeah, he had to sleep there. Mm-hmm. He may wear a smaller jersey. In <coughs> I remember his um his assistant AOL screen name was his name was Tommy, and it was Tommy. Like it was like four T's, four O's, four fucking M's. It was like the dumbest thing you've ever seen. What is I tell you, 
You watch the Red Sox. You don't even know who half these fucking guys are. Well, sure you don't. You can't. You don't know who any of the pitchers are. That's the one that's. Uh, yeah, because that lineup is pretty much stacked uh, like the way it normally is. You know, you got JD, you have uh, Bogart, Devers. You still got quality. Okay, in that outside lineup. of the. Yeah, they're, they're outside of those guys. But I mean, like the rest of the team. Like I didn't know Keith Hernandez was there. Hey, look at that Rangers one today. Uh-huh. Um, hey, look at that. actually scored. That's nice. Well, NHL Kako trade deadline is Monday. Who? Kako Everybody fucking scored. scored. They won like 90. They scored eight goals. Yeah, but it's nice to see that, that it wasn't just uh, Panarin and... Uh, <laughs> Zibanejad scoring the same, you know, scoring all the goals. It was like it was spread That's out true. today. Well, they didn't play Philly. That's why it wasn't just Zibanejad. <laughs> NHL trade deadlines next week, and um, I think it's going to be quiet. Yeah, I can't see Pickle the Rangers doing anything. I don't think they have the money to do anything. I think that's the problem. I, I, I just think it's it's to the point where teams just don't have salary cap space because of the flat cap and what they had, where the NHL should have said, done what they did, oh, a handful of years ago after the lockout, where as long as it's guys you have under contract, you know, previous to the lockout or the the COVID out, hey, you know, here's, you know, you get 10% more on it just to help teams out because there's a team in the desert that needs one player. And I don't know how they could fit him under a cap to make him work. And, uh Yeah. And that one player is a guy they should have traded for last year and given up whatever the Devils wanted for him and Kyle Palmieri. Because they need Kyle Palmieri. Or Boston should go get him, but I don't think Boston has the money either. So, yeah, it's it pretty much that's what it is. But if this cap doesn't move, Colorado's in a world of hurt in a couple of years. Yeah. They have a lot. <laughs> they have a lot of talent that needs to get paid. Well, listen, that's a good problem to have, right? Uh, yes and no. 
Are you going to say anything yes about no. Bash dying yesterday? Who? Farewell to the Bash. The perfect Which team match? that lost yesterday. No, I could care less about that team. Oh, yeah. It was a bunch of fucking frauds they were. They're another team that everybody looks forward to. Like, I'm sick of them. I, I really am sick of Gonzaga. Do something. And you know, if you're not going to win a year where the top Esplan programs are in the tournament, when are you going to win? Remember, there, there was no two. UNC, uh, Kentucky. You know, these guys, you know, you had your chance. Yeah. This was your year if you were going to do it. Yeah. And, and you know what? And I honestly think at some point, I think the, the Carolinas of the world, the Kentuckys of the world, the Dukes of the world, I think they all need to finally get around to saying, we can't do this one and done shit anymore. You know, they have to get away from this one-and-done shit. And I think the NCAA and the NBA has to look at it. If the NCAA is going to be forced to pay players, then tell these one-and-dones you can go to the NBA. Yeah, I'm surprised that a lot more people aren't uh, going to G League because you can start making money in the G League right away. I know that recently there have been a couple of players that have went. They bypassed college and went straight to the G League. Yeah, but I think the better see, like I think where the better player that's gone and the the one the better one and done that have gone to they're actually learning the game. You know that they're. Like, I, I honestly believe like Zion going to Duke for a year, he gets to play under a very demanding coach. Right. But to be honest with you, and the flip side is, how much accountability is this person going to get if they know they're only there for one year? Well, if your name is Kyrie Irving, none. <laughs> but if your name is, like, Zion, like, the scary thing about Zion was he got hurt. And that and that has made some kids go to the G League. But, like, you look at Lonzo Ball, who went overseas. I think that was a good move for him. Not one. Lamelo, whatever ball went over to overseas. Lamelo and uh, La Anthony. Yeah, Lamelo. But like, it helped Lamelo out because he came out a, a better all-around player than his brother did. He had a Red Sox win. Rosarena. I don't know why that motherfucker has a glove. You saw the catch you made yesterday? You should have seen the play you just didn't make today. JD just hit a fucking piss missile over his head. Let me see if I if I got the picture. I mean, the video. I'll send it to you. Oh, no, I saw it. I was watching you. 
No, it was a great catch, but tonight it was a line drive right at him, and he didn't even know what the fuck to do with it. Like, he was so shocked that J.D. had a fucking piss missile at him. What was he playing, right field? Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, you know what? I take it back. He put he gave a hell of an effort at it. It was a fucking it was a piss missile the opposite way right at him. I mean there was nothing he could do. But that that's the biggest problem with college basketball. Oakland shit. Hmm. They're all they were uh, astro they were astro bashing every game last week and they got swept they got blown out of their own building. Yeah. I mean it's a <laughs> bottom of the seventh and Kershaw still has eighty eight pitches. I love that dude. No, it doesn't help that Oakland doesn't understand that you have to hit the ball. Best curveball in the league. Yeah. Yeah, It was nice to see him actually pitch well in the playoffs. I mean, it was only like July for him. 75-mile-per-hour curveball, and he backs it up with a 99-mile-per-hour fastball. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. Hold, hold this hook on your nose. And, like, it's crazy because he throws on the same plane. You see that, right? It, it's coming out of the same yeah. angle, the same arm slot. That's that's just that's fucking ridiculous. I mean, now he's starting to sound like a fucking, you know, female tennis player. Ah! <laughs> Leave Hingis alone. Huh. That was more uh, fucking Serena. Ah! The sky is stranded. That's great. What other games are on now? Uh, What game's worth the shit? Best thing about having fucking T-Mobile, kid. Free Hmm. MLB.TV. Sweet. Yep. Which doesn't make it makes it a lot easier paying that bill every month when I know I get this shit for free. Ugh. Yeah, I tell you the worst part of uh COVID was fucking just the um for me it was the um now it's the brain fog. Um it's the uh what do you call it? The um, fuck me. Um, what the fuck am I thinking about? Uh, I don't know. It's the fatigue. Like I could be sitting here and just ten minutes later be fucking out cold for an hour.
<laughs> I'm Patrick Marlowe's like, like two days. Yeah. I'm not Patrick Marlowe's on like very soon going to break the all-time NHL games played record. Does that make him a like a surefire Hall of Famer? I would say no. Not surefire. 500 goals. Yeah, he's got over 500 goals. Um, what was the other one? He has over 500 goals. Um, he's going to have the all-time games played record. Yeah, I think he's a surefire Hall of Famer. Hmm. San Diego, you would think it'd be setting the world on fire. It's what three and two, and it's one one against the Giants. And the top of the stick, or bottom of the stick. Like, okay, so with Patrick Marlowe, I never thought of him uh-huh. as one of the best players in the league, let alone one of the best players on his own team. Um, remember when uh, Dumbo went out there? Yeah, Joe Thornton was a better player. You know, who's the best player on that team? So it, you know, it's kind of hard. And, you know what and I know that stats, stats may back it up that he's a Hall of Fame caliber player. Mm-hmm. But I never thought of him as that guy. Is that because like you, don't, Sydney, you didn't that get to watch guy. him every night? I think it it's kind of like one of those things, though. With like him, it's like, all right, you play in San Jose – for the first couple years of your career was hockey Siberia. They were like San Jose is not as sexy as LA is. It's not sexy as obviously Vegas is now. Yeah, I, I think it, it's a couple of things. Cause first off you kind of hit on the head where San Jose wasn't the prime location spot. Oh, it's fucking but, hockey Siberia. That's why Lou Amarillo said Tom McLean there. It was a fucking punishment. Even when, even when they got good, like every year, doing for what, like a five, five to ten year span, they were rated as, or they were predicted to be cup finalists, right? For like a five or ten year uh, period there. And for that five to ten year period, yeah. they were classic disappointments out in the first round. <clears throat> I think that, mm-hmm. in addition to not, you know, the West Coast games not being aired a lot, or at least when we're awake. Um, so I think that. But here's combo, the thing, though: they were also in the West. They were also in the Western Conference that had <laughs> Detroit in it. Yeah, but still, you, you had you had two of the best centers in the league, arguably, right? With Marlowe and Thornton, you had very good goaltending. You had, you had strong teams. You know, you could have, or you should have, you know, you should have upended the top teams, but you never got there because you're normally eliminated in the first round. So you didn't even get a chance to face, to, to face the upper echelon 
uh, Colorado Avalanche or um, who was a big team back then, uh, the Dallas Stars. You know, you never got that chance because you were upended in the first round by Calgary. Yeah. You were upended upended by Tommy Salo and uh, Edmonton. But that's what I mean. Like I, that's why I said I don't know if that. That's the problem with them, though. Like it just was like they were never like it went from Detroit to Chicago and L.A. Right? Like that's how it was in right. the West, and those were like the upper yeah. echelon teams. And like Colorado's run really ended. You know, when when Sackick and everybody else went down, you know, retired. So it wasn't like, you know, obviously I've I've watched them a lot more now since they're in, you know, since Vegas came in and you get, and you, know, you watch them when they play Vegas. But they've never made like, like when they signed Pete, they finally had a good coach. You know, like they finally had an upper tier coach. And it just was like there was just too much me hockey. They had too many me players, like the Evander Kings <laughs> right. of the world. The fucking you know, Brent Burns is a very much a me guy. Oh, that's great. I scored twice. All right, dickhead, but you lost. I scored twice. Hmm. Um you know, and it was, like, about his beard. It was never, you know, like, I never thought he was, like, a top 10 NHL defenseman. He had a fucking great fucking face on lettuce. But, you know, I, I just never thought of him as being upper echelon. No, no. But, you know, once again, it's almost like you look at Marlowe's stats and it's quiet. You know, that, that's a great word. Searching for that word. It's a quiet, unassuming um, number. Because, once again, was he ever the best player on his team? You can argue. I think there were years he was. I could argue, yes, he was. I can't argue that. And, and let's not forget, there was a few years where he was in Toronto too, you know, and, and just were years where Toronto couldn't get over the Boston home. Right. But when he went to Boston, I Which mean, to me to is Toronto, funny. you know, he wasn't, you know, he definitely wasn't. Oh, when he went to, to Toronto, he wasn't a, well, I yeah, mean, he wasn't, he wasn't a, a there. Top player. But, but I don't think he was there to be a top player. But he was barely a top six. I mean, when you have the talent that they have in Toronto, like he was brought in the same way Jumbo Joe was brought in now. Right. You know, he brought in to be, you know, leader. he's kind of there to be, yeah, he's there for veteran leadership. Yeah. T- teach you how to win. Teach you what to do to get over that hump. Even though he's never been over that hump. No. Again, it didn't help that every year they'd run the Boston. I mean, you know, and that's the thing. That's the funniest part of it. It's like even when they had better teams than Boston, which, you know, was, I guess, 19, you know, 
they still couldn't get past the Boston hump of Game Seven. And have never, and, and Toronto's never had the goaltender. Jack Campbell is like wedging himself into the conversation for being, you know, the number one goaltender. But you know, I think Freddie's still pretty good, and Freddie's like, um, yeah, about that. Hold my beer. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm hurt. I'm, I'm, am I really going to lose my position because I'm hurt? Yeah, but like I said, I never really noticed noticed Marlowe as the as the top guy. As like, I've always known he was a strong player. He was a great player. I, I'd even say. All right, but, but like, surefire, about, like, the Western I don't Conference. think so. But let's think surefire. about the Western Conference, right? As as a center, right? If you're going like All Star Game wise, right? Was he getting around Datsuk? Was he getting around Taves? Was he getting around, you know, the Sedin twins? Like that's the no. part, like that's the hardest part of it. It's like when you play. A sexy position, and, and in, go- in hockey, there's there's only two. It's goaltender and center, right? Unless you're like so fucking dominant as a winger, like Ovechkin. But like or a defenseman as really think Bork or Bobby Orr. Yeah, like where the game flows through you. Um. I think I think you kind of hit it on the head there, and I don't know if you meant to say this, because I, I felt the game flowed through Thornton. Like I can feel that, and I can see that. And when you're on the same team yeah. as that, and you're seeing that constantly, you know, like Thornton, we all know is a surefire 100% Hall of Famer if he hung it up right now. He was that way ten years ago. My problem with Thornton has been and always will be. He never lived up to the first overall billing that he had. Like he was a good player. Don't get me wrong. Who had a better career? Eric Lindros or Joe Thornton? Longevity, longevity wise, well, it's Jumbo take, take, Joe. Take, take longevity away. Like, Eric Lindros. Lind- oh, oh, Lindros. Absolutely, Lindros. Lindros, for like a five year span, was one of the most dominant players in the league. I don't think Joe was ever dominant. Uh. I think what we're failing to see, like, Joe, he may not have the goal oh, no. that Lindros would put up. Joe was a great assist man. It, 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 in the same breath as Ron Francis. You know, he racked up points yeah, off assist. Plenty Francis scored 500 inch of goals, though. Where's Thornton at right now? I'm just going to look that up. Four twenty-three. 
Just for 30 twice. Yeah, but, but look at the other time. You know, 22 goals, but then, I'm sorry, hold on. Yeah, 22 and 92, yeah. Yeah. But he's constantly at that, let's see here. Oh, no, he's, he's a 100-point-a-year guy. Right, he was almost at a few point years. <laughs> there were years he was. Um, but when it comes to Joe, like, I just, I kind of always looked at him as he never lived up to what he was billed at as the number one overall pick. Like, hey, and look, I'm not saying that he didn't have a great career. It's just that he he was supposed to be the next one. Like, he was billed as the next Mario. Right, and, and he never became that. No. Like I said, he, he became basically a Ronnie Francis type player. But bigger and meaner he became than Ronnie Francis. He became uh, Messier, and there's nothing wrong with being Messier. He's Messier. He look, look. Messier also has Messier. Yes, but when, as a player, he became Messier. And, and, and let's not forget, like, no, Messier's been more than four cups. He's like five or six. How many does Gretzky have? Whatever Gretzky yeah. has, Messier has two more. Must may have six, I think it is. He has six. That's the sad part. Messier has six cups. He's not even talked about the greatest player of all time, like, thing, right? Like, he's never... Like, Tom Brady has six, seven Super Bowls now. Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Messier has six Stanley Cups, and it's like, eh, he was Mark Messier. <laughs> oh, Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. You really think about it. Like, mess. And think about it. Mess had 694 career goals. He's second all-time well, he, in points. When he retired, like, he, was second, he was second in goals, right? No, he was third or fourth in goals. No. Second uh, in points. I forget. When he retired. I'd have to look. Um, he's forever he's definitely known in as, points. Right. And Wayne Gretzky's bitch. He, <laughs> right. <laughs> he's Wayne's bitch. Whereas you can say, listen, he got it done without Wayne. Yeah, he was second in points when he retired. Yo, so he got done without Wayne. Wayne never got done without him. But the difference is Wayne is um Listen, don't don't get me wrong, I like Wayne better than, than Mark. But once again, like like we're talking, it's like he has more cups than Gretzky. <clears throat> He's won without Gretzky. And it's not like he was like some type of carry-on like Marty McSorley. 
Marty McSorley no. has like, right, nine so Stanley Cup rings, but did he really earn Mass, any of them? All right, so Mess retired eighth in goals. Or maybe seven. Yeah, he was second in point. Jogger finally took over second goal. Um, I mean, Marlowe's top 25 in, in goals, which is scary. Like he's tied with Matt Sundin and Joe Nolendike. Fuck, I didn't know Rex had that many goals. I mean, let's see. Yager had. How many did Yager have after? Hmm. Yager definitely passed him. And, yeah. You know. I mean, you don't even realize that Yager scored 35 goals in his year and a half with the Devils. That guy is amazing. He had 96 points as a devil, 35 goals. Oh, yeah, I could have just fucking done this. 35 goals, 61 assists, 96 points as a devil. Plus six, 88 penalty minutes. Fuck. Never in my life did I think Garmin Gagger would have 1,100 fucking, 1,106. Oh, he had a fight. How many fights did he have in his career? Yager had fights, kid. Not very often. He, you know, he's got an odd number of fucking penalty minutes, so he had a fight somewhere. One, two, ooh, maybe three. One, two, three years he had odd number penalty minutes. Fuck, hold on. Hockey fights. <laughs> Hockeyfights.com. I didn't see how many fucking fights Yager had. Yager, I'm here. Yager. Fuck, 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 fuck. Fuck. Fight. Players. Players. GA. That dude's still playing. He's fucking still smoking guys over whatever fucking league he's Check, playing. Right? Uh, somewhere, I think so. Jack Johnson. Fuck. You gotta have the fucking JACs. Kowski. Uh, I went too far. Fuck. Still went too far. Fuck. Whoever thought there'd be that many fucking J's. Jago Yager. All right. Let's see. Yar, uh, we had a bunch. 
I just they don't have I can't fucking hell. I see Yager's name. I saw him a couple times with, with the Rangers getting into a fight. Hey, really? I want to say I saw it a couple times. I will never forget. Uh, there was a fight at the Garden. It was Mess and Jason Blake. So many fights. Yager versus Richard Kivon. Yager versus Craig Rave. Yager's bat. Yager fights uh, Chara. <laughs> So there are fights out here. You're looking on your computer, right? Because I'm looking at my phone. I'm looking at my phone. Should have just fucking like looked it up on YouTube. Um. I was Messier and fucking Rob Bl- or Jason Blake. If you've never seen that fight, definitely watch it. Because that like Messier got him up against the boards and was just choking him, and fucking Blake's head was like red as a devil's logo. It was fucking <laughs> insane. It was insanity. I think fucking I think Barney was in a fight that night. Yeah, it was like fight night at the Garden. It was a Ranger Islander game. And, like, that was when Mess was playing with Simon and Barney because he was like, oh, I need to play with tough guys. Another guy. Who's oh, always about Who, Jags? Or Mess? Yeah. Jags. Oh, shit. Yager took him pretty good. Wow. He fought over fucking seas, too. Yeah. I'm looking at this. I see a lot of uh, international uh, fights. I don't know that they have a jump that the major betting push up would even put a number out there that people want to It's so funny. Like, people are like, there's one thing Yager didn't do was fight. And I'm like, um, there's fights here. Yeah. He just didn't have to fight all that much because they didn't. You know, that's why he had uh, the other guys step in for him. That was their job to fight, not the uh, Yager's. And it, it, it's like um, the whole uh, thing with Lemieux. Lemieux could fight. 
Well, Mew did throw. I, I, I've watched yeah. him throw hands. Yeah, and he was good. Yeah, he could he could fire. Um, yeah, I still can't believe Yager's playing. Like, it's not even like it's that dude is timeless. He really is. He's Forty-nine timeless. years old. Yeah. And he's got, let's see, he's been playing professional hockey since 1984. Part of the Ashton? Two goals this year, and they... I think that's what started that whole thing. That may be Yeah. Because I put in Messier Blake, and this is what popped yeah. up first. That's definitely it. Because Matt and, Matt and Aaron Asham used to go together all the time. It was like Matt hated the fuck. Matt, I can say this. Matthew Barnaby hates the fucking Islanders. I don't know why, but he hates the fucking Islanders. And um, Chris Simon is sewing up with. <coughs> Whoa. Here's, here's Blake and Messier. And then if that team wasn't enough, in the eighth inning, they get second and third again, this time with all these fun outs. And Bradman, who's Jesus, yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, that fight was fucking ridiculous. There was a Matt had a fight that year uh, against Chara, and I laughed. And the next day, I saw him, and I just started laughing at him because what the fuck are you laughing at? I was like, bro, you look like fucking Mario trying to hit the fucking coins. (laughs) (laughs) That was a dick. That was funny. He fucking fought Jason Doig. Doig had him against the boards and he was fucking laughing at him. <laughs> he had to be the worst fucking fighter that fought all the time. That was the best part of it. He gets ass handed to him in every fight almost. All right, so I'm looking at these Boston jerseys again that I sent you the text on. Yeah. The only reason why I hate these jerseys, and I don't know if you noticed this, look at the pants. It's so bright, the jersey right. is shining through the pants. All right, I didn't look, look at, at that because I. Well, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> dude, it's too bright. <laughs> they really should have done something different with the pants. <laughs> look at the pants. <laughs> yeah, they shouldn't have went with white pants. Or you know, what? that's you're right. 
you know, maybe somehow integrate the right in the pan. You know, try to try and make it work. Where that I mean, that's just too much. Yeah, the pants are the worst part of those. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> that's horrible. It could also be the lighting on the, like that they're hitting the pants with. Because I, I, I honestly don't see that's them wearing. super bright, dude. That's super bright. Come on. Yeah, but I've seen teams that wear yellow, and it doesn't, like, shine through. Because they usually, what they'll do is they'll put, like, something behind the white. <laughs> they're the village people. <laughs> it's horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a great way to end the show, too. <laughs> you you talking about men's pants? Yeah. Come on, look at it though. Oh no, it's bad. It looks horrible. Oh my God! That... Yeah, some some of the people on the threads. Is anyone else seeing uh, UCLA? <laughs> well, that's the that's the problem with the blue. Uh, they they put April Fools was five days ago. <laughs> no, like I said, what is this? The NBA? Yeah, and look, I. Had it's kind of like my same uh, thing. It just doesn't uh, fit the team. I think this is the one. The Domi one where Domi drops the glove before fucking Danny's ready to go. Yeah, dude, there's a fight between Danny and, and Ty Domi. And like Domi drops the glove before Danny's ready to go. I'm shocked that Black Dog hasn't kicked us off yet. You there, pal? Love? Ooh. 